Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. This episode of An Unexpected Podcast is brought to you by Isaac from Minnesota. Thank you. All right. Well, I my name is Isaac. I'm 11, and I live in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. I've been enjoying your podcast, and we started about a month and a half ago, and the fellowship has just reached Rivendell. We're on the chapter Many Meetings. And we've had some fun listening to you guys goofing around, making up names for the podcast. <laughs> and I've I read I've read all the books, but when I'm listening to your podcast, there are certain parts in the books that I don't remember. And once I've listened to your podcast, I remember reading those. And I've read the trilogy, The Silmarillion, and I'm, in terms of the movies, I'm halfway through The Two Towers. And I was wondering if you guys had caught an error in the movies. I'm pretty sure in the extended edition, um, in The Fellowship of the Ring, when they're in, when the Fellowship's in Lost Lorien, and Galadriel's talking about the Frodo, she calls it she says, in this file is caught the light of of Elendil, our most beloved star. And it, I, I'm going to botch the pronunciation of this. It should be Arendil, I believe. But anyway, I'm going to be looking forward to listening to the rest of your podcast. And thanks. Dude, how cool is that That's kid? Cool. That's cool. How amazing was that message? I am... That's awesome. That's actually awesome. It's what legit. did that do for you, man? What did that do for you? <laughs> it's good, man. I, uh, Lane, it's it's why we're it's why we're doing what we're doing. I yeah. tell you right now, like I that it literally gets me fired up, and I am yep. so glad that we are continuing the way we are, and I'm yeah. so glad that we did what we did when we started this. And I don't ever yeah. want to lose sight of that. And I'm very, very happy for a reminder like that. That's fantastic. It, it blew me away. When I listened to that, I, I told you. That's the fr- I, I said, have you listened to this yet? And you're like, no, no. And I was like, just wait. Just wait. I said, it, it has reignited a fire inside of me that I didn't even know needed kindling. Yep. I, I think I saw what this book club is through different eyes. And I've always looked at it through like our perspective mostly. I don't know why. We haven't heard from many kids. Yeah. Or younger, you know, like I mean, what, eleven? Yeah. Isaac's eleven. Yep. Um, so he's he's entering, you know, he's entering the beginning of adulthood, you know, um, transitioning from child to like young man. And yep. I haven't seen it through even though we talk about it all the time, like when we discover these stories, I hadn't really uh like thought about what we're doing from that perspective. And for me, it's been, I, since I heard that message I have, and it's made me, I felt freed. I feel excited. I feel 
my my passion is rejuvenated. I feel I feel a an extra responsibility that I'm I'm grateful for. Yeah, I I, I can't I don't even know how to explain it, Isaac. I know. What you like that message, bud? Uh, it's just amazing. It's, and I I it's so funny he brought up um how it sounds like Galadriel says the light of Elendil. And for the longest time, I was like, yeah, I think she is saying Arendil, but it's like very, um, it's almost indiscernible. And it's so funny yeah. how like sometimes you'll hear stuff in the movies and you're like, wait, are they saying this Elendil? That's like Aragorn's. And then you go to read the book and you're like, Arendil. Right. Oh, okay. All right. So that's something that's so cool that he even showed there, like the the process of watching the movie, loving the movies, going to the books, seeing Oh, that's that clarifies that. Wow. Okay, and it it took me back to those moments. Have them now, still even, but like even especially reading it as a as a young man and thinking like, oh, that's what that is. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Wow. Right. But just so inspiring, man. Like that. Yeah. Wow. No, I, I I'm I, again, Isaac. Thanks so much. That is that's literally um, it's awesome. Uh, Lane wanted me to kind of hear that. I I saw it came through, and he said if you haven't listened to it, just wait till the episode so so we can play it and. Uh, just kind of, you know, talk about it. And, and thanks for, uh, you know, joining us. It's it's very uh, interesting for us to hear about people who are back at the beginning of, of fellowship and working their way through. And one day we'll be back there again, working our yeah. way through uh, yeah. for a second time. It just, it's fantastic, man. And I'm, I'm really glad to have you uh, along. And it, you've definitely inspired me. I'll tell you that. Yes. I, I feel rejuvenated and it, it's good. So, I mean, so w- with that, my friend, uh, w- you know, welcome. Hello, friends. Right. <laughs> and right, welcome man. to an unexpected podcast. I love that we some, you, know, you got to mix this up sometimes because uh, it it's it's just uh, I don't, it's we there's this. Oh, wow. This chapter. Let me just jump in here, Lane. Um, Can't even get bound. through the intro. No, I know. That's my point. It's great. It's great. It's, that's what is. That's how fired up we are. <laughs> I know. I know. Is that is that we're we're heading into we're going homeward bound. Here we go. Um, and so there's this like, bittersweet. There's this good energy that I just kind of feel uh, based off that message. And then and going into this, like we are headed back there. It feels good, but yet there's still business to take care of. You know. So. Yep. Unfinished um, business. That's absolutely right, man. Yeah. So here yes, we go. Sir. So uh, this week we head home, but we stop in Bree along the way and find out. Uh, the beer is still good, and one thing still drives out another. <laughs> so. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, we get to we get to do some more reminiscing this chapter, and uh, yeah, it's it's I, this was awesome. I mean, this is a shorter one, right? It's like uh, in my book, it's like four full pages front and back, and we were talking about how it could be it, be, it could be you know kind of a quicker one, but then we we talked about all that happens, especially on those like the last two pages. There's so much there that you can kind of speculate or kind of look at closer and have conversation about. So I'm excited to see. I don't know where we're going with this episode, so I'm excited to see that as well. Yeah, I know. I know. This is going yeah. to be a lot of fun. And there, I, I, want to, I am interested. And again, we're in different places. So Lane is still in Amanda. All right. I am still, right, in the North, I'm still in the North. I'm, I'm up here in, in Gandalf's hut. Okay. I'm, I'm like, uh, <laughs> you didn't know he had a hut up here, but he does. All right. So. I, I'm getting, I'm getting used to this. I don't like that. I'm getting used to this, but it's amazing that even like, it, you can't stop us, man. Can't stop no, us. We're going to no. find a way. Um, and once we can coordinate, um, getting back into Narnia too, if you're, if you're 
patiently waiting to to get back into the magician's fu that's coming up yes uh, we are sarah and i are talking about it. it's mostly just coordinating a night when we're either when she's not exhausted or uh, we're both not exhausted so we will be getting it back into narnia rest assured we can't wait for it um I, I i like we'll just have moments where it's not crazy and hectic and we'll sit down and i'll be like sarah we we got to get back into narnia like i'm ready i'm ready yeah. to go I really feel like this going into Middle Earth feels very like nostalgic. Going into Narnia feels very much like actually going to another one. I don't know why. I don't know why. I think it's because of the circumstances that you've never read them. Sarah's never read them. I've never read them. And it's Mm -hmm. like this. We really are going to a place we've never been before. Yeah. yeah, and we're experiencing it together yeah. and, and stuff, and you're helping guide yeah, us through that. It's, it's, cool. it's If people haven't really listened cool. and haven't gone and checked out further up, I, I highly recommend uh, that, that you do so because we're it's looking forward to having a lot of fun over there. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, some, yeah. Yeah. Palantir it. Glitch. Buffering. No, I was just going to say, uh, getting some quick counsel, but we're already kind of there. So, what's going on, man? How are you, bro? I'm doing good. Uh, I'm doing well. Um, you are winning the car wars. I'm winning the car wars. My yes. lord! Like you're some just, people you're... have figured out that Uncle Keto is uh, is out there fighting the good fight. All right, <laughs> um, and that the Keto Council is real, and that Lord Carb <laughs> is truly among us. And Ooh, wow, wow, it's scary. But at yeah. the same time, I have faith. You know, it's these stories, yeah. it's my heroes that I look to and I think about uh, what they overcame, and I yeah. think um, I think Uncle Keto can win this war. And so. you still got, I mean, is the foreman kind of like your Obi-Wan? Old Obi-Wan? Is yeah, that who the foreman is? Except yeah. for he gave up, <laughs> a lot like Obi-Wan kind of gave up on Anakin there when Luke said, but... But he's my father. I I, I I can't kill him, right? <laughs> the foreman kind of gave up on me for a while, and it took someone like Luke, right, oh, that man, spirit of Luke, awesome. to come in there and say, hey, Obi-Wan, it's not too late. You know, I, too I late. could never kill my father. There's still uh, some good in him. I feel it. Yeah. 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 That's so, hilarious, but, yeah, I'm good. I'm doing well. Uh, winning the, winning the uh, carb wars right now, so the I feel really wars. good. And, and uh, <laughs> I'm excited about some stuff here. We'll make an announcement in a sec as to some cool stuff yeah. that Lane and I are doing, but I'm real excited uh, we've had a really good night, and yeah, uh, yeah it's it's great. So, hey, but uh, how are you guys doing? How are you guys doing down there? In Amanda? Uh, we're doing great. Life is amazing. Um, girls are fantastic. Sarah is getting to the close, getting close to the end of uh, the gestation period here for for crotch fruit number three. What are we? Uh, end of June, man. So like a couple months, and this baby wow. is will be here. So um, yeah, we've got. Uh, if if this baby's a boy, which it is not going to be a boy, uh, Vigo Joel will be the name. If it's a girl, we've gone. I think we've finally come down on Ruth Louise, so Ruthie yeah. Lou. So we got names picked out. Uh, b- uh, bedrooms are all set up, ready to go. We're gonna move Charlotte over to Winnie's room. The the, the like the the fact that we're home. The reason we're home is not. It's not good, but the fact that we're all together is amazing. I, I can't remember if I talked about this last time, but I feel like I've been given a gift of extra bonding time, especially with Charlotte. Like I didn't have as much time home with her uh, after she was born. I had to kind of go back to work like two weeks after she was born. Right. So I missed a lot of like, and she's been a very different, she's a very different kid. Like we were talking about differences between Boromir and Faramir, right? Right. I, I, 
that hit home because like Winnie and Charlotte are so different. They're like, um, and they're incredibly complimentary, but I mean, anyone, if you have kids, you know that your kids are, they're, they're their own individuals, but like even just the bonding thing has been different for us. And so I have been given this extra time with her that I didn't even know I needed. I don't think. And it's brought all of us so much closer. Like there, de- there are definitely moments like anyone who's at home um, in a, it's just this unusual circumstance. There are definitely moments where it's like, oh my gosh, this is insane. I need five right. minutes or I'm going to rip all my hair out, which I've right, already right. done. So Right, 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 right. It's there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you have those moments where you're just like, I don't, I, I need a second. I need like yeah. maybe five seconds. But right. for the most part, for 95% of the time, it's been this incredible growth between Sarah and me and Winnie and Charlotte and seeing them both together. Like you could almost leave and they'd be fine with each other. Like they, yeah. their yeah. friendship and their love for each other is incredible. Winnie is starting to cry when Charlotte goes to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Winnie's getting so big too. It's just nuts, man. Like she's on this no nap thing. So bedtime, Uh-oh. man. Wow. Yeah. Bedtime for a while. And Winnie's like me. She fights sleep. She does not like going to sleep. Yeah. Bedtime for a while, as you know, this was oh, yeah. like sometimes an hour and a half long affair, right? right. Which is great because it's your time you're with her. But at some point you're sitting there and you're like, she's playing this up. Like she could be asleep or maybe she's not tired enough. And we were sure. just like, what are we going to do? And so Sarah's like, Lane, what if we just cut nap? Let's just cut out nap mm-hmm. and knock on some wood. So far, that has been amazing. Like she uh-huh. doesn't have naps. She has quiet time in the afternoon. We watch a movie. We lay down. We're, we're, yeah. we're restful. And she has been going to bed within like 20 minutes of taking her upstairs. Wow. Yeah. I mean, she was yeah. asleep tonight at like 7, 15, 7, 30. Right. Wow. Whereas most nights you take her up at 7. Hey, I'll see you at like 8.30. Yeah. No, yeah. 9 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's been yeah. amazing. Like it's that is also like a, a like kind of a relief to Sarah and I. So that's good. Yeah. But life's great, man. Um, I'm going to give a huge shout out to our, our brother from down under Mitch Pope sent us these beautiful, we posted on Instagram, sent us these beautiful, if you can see it there. Yeah, oh yeah. Newcastle Knights. Yep. Uh, NR, um, oh my gosh. I always say it wrong. NRL rugby league, rugby jerseys. Um, I, I, I gotta ask Mitch about this. I haven't messaged him yet, but I thought that he like bought these for us and sent them to us. I think these are the jerseys off of Mitch's back, like which only adds honor to it. Um, you've heard us talk about Mitch Pope before. Mm-hmm. He's an amazing upper. Uh, has bec- so, someone we've never met that has become someone that we just love. Um, it, it just an incredible, and then just the thoughtfulness. Like this is a, a jersey. It's a good, yep, huge giver. This is a jersey that this uh, the Knights made or had for women in league. And he said he specifically wanted to give it to me because of um, what he says is evident, just the love I have for my girls. And so, like, I told him, I I put it on as soon as I got it, man, and I'm not sure I'm going to take it off. And then he sent for you. He was trying to find a Superman one, but they ended up up doing uh, Spider-Man. So, he he, like, just the thoughtfulness and, I don't know, I'm just blown away. Mitch, we love you, dude. Cheers to you. we will come to Australia someday when all this craziness is over and we will come visit you. We're going to take it. We're going to take you up on it, man. You're going to show us around yeah. uh, the Outback. So yeah, super I couldn't kind. be 
Couldn't be more honored, man. Yeah. yeah. But life's Re- great. Yep. Uh, everything's everything's good down here in, in, uh, in Manda, the, uh, the Shire of America. And I don't know, man. It's crazy. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I, I don't know. Like I, I love every day being with my family. It's fantastic. Like I, I'm probably not, <laughs> it's going to be hard for me to go do social stuff afterwards because oh, yeah. I don't like, yeah. I don't mind being antisocial as like, it's kind of okay oh, sure. with me. Yes. You're kind of, yeah. Then it's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. Yeah. No, I mean, you're also, I mean, in, in, like you say, you get that time with your family. You're like, even though these are kind of dire, crazy times. Yeah. I think in any of those times, regardless of what, what, uh, the event may have been in history, I think you do, you go find, um, your family and your friends and your loved ones. And you do kind of, you know, get together with each other. And that's, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes we do need those moments. So, um, I'm a big believer in that things happen for a reason and um, that, uh, yeah, so I think we're all going to continue to see this through and, and, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is, it is well just, said, it is friend. just very different uh, times that we're living in and, 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 oh man, I love, I have to say too, can I, can I give a, a shout out to, I think you did this. I think you said this last week. I want to say it again Yeah. to your sister who yeah. actually like I look and it's through Sarah that I'm getting some of this, but people yeah. who are talking about like things, it, it being okay to be upset during these times to be, yeah. to have anxiety, yeah. but then also to be very, like you're saying to be okay with like, I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm home. I'm like, what are you going to do? Not find joy, not, not, not look for the positive. I mean, that yeah, gets pretty right. dark. And so yes, I think would. we're allowed to do that. And it was encouraging. I've always, I've just encouraged every time I get on there, I see her posting something positive. I'm like, Let's go. This is this is yep. a good use of social media, yep. and it made me feel made me feel good. So good, man. That's real yeah. good. Wow. Uh, here we I are. Don't know. All right, here, here we, we are. are. Here we are. Here we- <laughs> uh, we'll we'll get uh, we'll just get into this. Dropping eaves. There's there's not a whole lot since last yeah. we talked. Um, you know, show is still on hiatus. Uh, I wonder though. A lot of things are starting to kind of open up. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'll leave my opinions off the podcast but it seems like things are kind of in different states and i don't know what other countries are like i haven't looked into it but are kind of starting to open up so i wonder will production begin again and what in what um capacity will that happen uh but we'll keep our ears to the ground if you hear anything too be sure to email us let us know tag us in something so that we can uh we can you know have that discussion here as well um i did have one really cool thing that uh happened within the last couple weeks it happened on twitter the Gollum video game remember we talked about this i want to say it was like a year ago that this was announced this Gollum video game yeah. uh, they released some really cool shots on twitter there were like four pictures one was of some kind of like screenshot of Gollum, and then choices for um interaction like things mm-hmm. that you could say and then the other three were like environments that were within the game. And I had forgotten, honestly, that they were making this game. We've been so caught up with show stuff and just talking about our, our own book club and stuff that I had forgotten. This is, it's going to be really cool. I think like I'm, I'm very intrigued, like deciding to pick Gollum for, it's either going to be awesome or it's going to be terrible. And I don't really play video games anymore. Yep. But this one, I think if I get a new, uh, like a next generation um, 
PlayStation at some point, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely get this game. So it's different, right? Because um, we never, last we reported on it or talked about it, it was just announced. Like there wasn't a whole lot of information about it. Yes. But now mm-hmm. there, there's, a, there's a little bit more. I've uh, actually linked an article in there. So if you want to open that and, and read it while yeah. I'm going over some of it, that'd be yep. awesome. I um, am, yep. So it's, it's very different from what we've seen before. It's not anything like Battle for Middle Earth. You know, a more tactical strategy game. It's not anything like um, Shadow of Mordor, which is more of a, you know, like a, a not first person, but third person, um, just kind of battle. There's there's some element of, um, of strategy there as well, like you take down bosses and things like that in uh, Shadow of Mordor. It's not anything like the film games where it's all hack and slash following the, the, the movies. Um, it's Gollum at the center stage. But it's it's Gollum not based on uh, his film appearance or his interpretation, okay? So this is this is nuts. This is nuts. The yeah. so the games have slowed obviously since the especially since the Hobbit films ended, um, and there weren't any like film adaptations of the Hobbit video games either. So uh, since we're talking about like games that have focused directly on the movies, it's it's been a while. Um, and again, this is this is its own kind of interpretation of Gollum, so it's not it's not um, going to have anything to do with the films, but it might you know obviously cross over at some point. Um, so they they don't have a release a solid release date, but it's in 2021, um, and it just it just looks fascinating. I would just be really interested to see how many people would are interested in this. Like, would you play a game where you're Gollum? Um, it's it's gonna ha- so there's a little snippet here. You'll have maybe two or three or four conflicts per chapter that lead to a final decision point. And at this final decision point, it will be harder to pick Smeagol, for example, if you've always fought for the Gollum side. So that was my question too. Is I guess maybe I, I need to read this a little bit better. If it takes place within the Lord of the Rings, can you affect the way the story? Like it's just so interesting because Gollum is such a an integral character. Like, if you make him more Smeagol, can you make Smeagol win in the end? What does that look like for the story? Yeah. I don't know how they're going to pull this I, off, but it's very I, fascinating. I don't either. This is fascinating because, as you say, uh, I think one of the, um, what is it, uh, Mar- Martin Wilkes, right, the game designer, is talking yeah. about having, uh, maybe, and maybe you just read this, but like maybe two or three or four yeah. conflicts per chapter. Mm-hmm. That's crazy that you're, and you, you get to kind of decide. There, I forget the name of the the game, but there is a there, there's a game in Game of Thrones that was very similar. They kind of made up this house, and you had to decide like your decisions. And there's so many different like alternate endings to this game that like that's crazy. It's so many combinations of like if that's you decide crazy. to go this way or that way or that way or whatever, and people would play it over and over and over to see the different outcomes and yeah. to see if like okay, I made three good choices, but then I decided to go evil once and then I went good the rest of the way. What does that do? Yeah. So uh, that uh, this is going to be ability almost that way. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know. I was even looking back at, at just sort of, um, you know, Smeagol and, and, uh, stinker, if, if you will, slinker, yep. Yep. um, yep. you know, and, and his birth and when, you know, how long ago, how old is he? And then, and then are they going to play with some of that and go back yeah. and do some, are they going to do what, something uh, where they're the going to take timeline? us back, you know? Right. Yeah. What's the timeline going to be? So uh, another little clip here. Um, so a senior producer, Kai Feibig, 
expands on this idea that his dual personalities will play directly into the story. So I'm thinking like you're as you're on something, man, it, there there. I wonder if there's like there's going to be not limitless, but multiple, multiple endings or different paths you can take. Obviously, he just says we don't want to displease folks who have only seen the movies. But in short, he doesn't look like Andy Serkis talking about the Gollum in this game. We shared with the person he we started with the person he was and then evolved him. Okay, interesting. Mm, yeah. uh, you can see that this was once something like a human being before the ring corrupted him. We have more storytelling possibilities than the movies ever had. And for us, it was very important to show a different set of emotions. Wow. We need somebody you could almost love. And on the other hand, somebody you could really be afraid of. And at some points, trust me, you will fear him. This is okay. nuts. Like, Hold on. Yeah. All right. So let me see here. Is this all just a uh, April Fool's joke? <laughs> well, I here's my thing. I don't. I'm so I, intrigued. It's intriguing. I yeah. I haven't really. I remember when this this came. So this is the article we're looking at. Yeah, um, it's 2020. Yeah, it's not yeah. April 1st. So I think we're good. <laughs> but it, <laughs> I mean, I I do want. It's like who had? Did they just have the rights and they said, you know what? We don't want to lose these That's or great, something like. Yeah, I don't question. I don't get that. That did happen with the, um, there was an old pilot for the Wheel of Time show, and they made this ridiculous pilot episode. Wow. Go search Wheel of Time pilot. You will find it. And it's a joke, but they made it because they were technically trying to keep the rights to something. I hope this isn't, I haven't really looked into the video game. Right? I don't really know, you know, like, like, but I'm just thinking out loud here. Like maybe that's, um, it just seems wild. It just seems like a wild idea and maybe it's going to be epic and awesome, but, uh, I don't know. I know that those games, if you're sort of a, uh, you know, if you're not an avid um, movie or book fan or whatever, and you just want to play something that seems, you know, interesting and fun, it has that replayability uh, the, with those alternate um, hmm. outcomes. Yeah, maybe it's just a fun game. Maybe that's all they're going for is pure entertainment, just a lot of fun, and it is what it is. I don't know that would land with Lord of the Rings fans. I'm, I'm just a little, I don't know. I guess I'm a little intrigued. I, I really, I'm definitely interested. I mean, I I just don't even know. That's fascinating. Yeah, and like you said, it's if if they're starting with the person he was, you're going back to Smeagol. How how long of a period of time are you covering, and how do you make the chapters just mesh and make sense? I crazy man. Go look it up if you guys are into video games, and it's something we don't really talk about very often. But yeah, uh, if this is something that interests you. Go do some digging, see what you can find. Uh, I just thought it was just, it was kind of cool to see the different environments they were playing with and different concepts that they had in those, in those pictures. So yeah, anyway, some, cool. some interesting, cool. yeah. Middle earth news there. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about the uh, stuff on the YouTube channel, my friend? Yeah, I do actually. So yeah. um, I would love for, for folks to, if you have a chance, uh, go to YouTube and uh, type in an unexpected podcast. And when you do that, you're going to see our channel there. You're going to see this red button. All right. It says subscribe. <laughs> now this is, Hey, I'm just, I'm letting you know, this is just advice. You take it or leave it. All right. But if I were you, um, and that's what, you know, it's the key. If I were you, I would click subscribe. Okay. And I would then go find the video versions of these podcasts. Cause sometimes I wave to people and there's no one actually here in my room. And I'm actually, so you see that I throw Lane off and he threw, he does things to throw me off. Um, more so, though, we, we've been doing um, recently these uh, character examinations or just like chats, like Lord of the Ring chats. 
Uh, they're about what would you say, Lane? Like ten to fifteen minutes. We try in, in yeah. length. Mm-hmm. We try. I think they. Yeah. I think one of them yeah. pushed to like twenty or twenty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we were aiming for ten. No more than ten. We'll be fine. It's so hard. Um, it's so hard for us. It's to do. Yeah. Good. well. We get. It, it was a great conversation. I yeah. I really enjoyed having it. And I thought um, we always leave room for more conversation, and that's where we're hoping folks will go listen to that and and watch it, and then comment down below because, you know, this series, like the again, uh, there's new life because of the TV show. But I can tell you and, you, and those who are listening to this podcast, and if you're watching on YouTube, that's great. You've done your job and you've gone and subscribed. Thank you. But you guys know that the, there is still life in this series, and there always will be. There yeah. always will be. It is such a um, – well, you listen. We just did a, a, a conversation on, on Peter Jackson and him talking about how this series – has lasted and why, what it has done for fantasy, what it's done for the fantasy genre in books just by itself, which is crazy to think because Tol- Tolkien didn't set out to kind of write like a, uh, this, this, you know, what you would label as fantasy. Yeah. And then what that's done for films and TV shows now in, in fantasy, it is, uh, it's awesome. And so, it is. so sometimes, you know, Lane and I, we like to travel back and based upon our reread now, we're going back to these characters in the fellowship. We just, you know, we had many partings last uh, a few weeks ago, and the fellowship split up, and yeah. we are now homeward bound. We're with our hobbits, yep. and so we'll table some of the conversations we're going to have uh, w- with the hobbits. But we've been going back and looking at Boromir. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna look at Legolas and Gimli, and we're gonna go through the fellowship and have some pretty interesting. I think they're interesting. Um, uh, they're fun for us conversations about those characters and and just our major major takeaways. So. So yeah, that's what we're doing over there on YouTube, and plus we're trying to get all kind of geared up for for the show and some reactions and just uh, speculation and things like that. So yeah, it's it's fun. a lot of fun. A lot it's of a fun. lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Awesome, man. Um, that's all I got, my brother. You want to get into this uh, this reread? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. So let me uh, let me grab the old book here. Um, Wipe that. So dust here we are. Off. So yeah, and this has been great, just by kidding. the way. I uh, <laughs> yeah. no, seriously, I I. Um, People know that I love to listen to the audio book and having going and I do. And I, I love to just kind of, it's all in my head. And, and, uh, I, but recently here at the end, I've been looking at like really getting into the actual text, opening the book. And there's something to that. And I've said this before, like you really do, uh, there's other, there's other senses and this is going to sound crazy. But like you're touching, you're feeling, you're actually looking at it and you're seeing it. You're activating yeah. a lot more senses and it is a different experience. Um, and I think the next time we go through this reread, I, the, yeah, it, it needs to, I think I'm going to do more of that because yeah. I have actually gotten a little bit more. And this is one of our big things, a shift in focus for Lane and I. Uh, and again, Isaac inspiring us to kind of get back to the, those early days where we were literally looking at words that were sitting adjacent to one another and wondering like, what did, you know, we <laughs> going back to the, to the great author himself thinking like the choice in putting that word next to this word yep. uh, and that, you know, just the sentence structure and the and yep. paragraph structure, we were going pretty crazy. Uh, and so it's been nice to, nice to get the book back out and, and do all of that. Um, so I guess in, in summary here, um, we are headed back. We've split up with the fellowship yep. and uh, gosh, we're down to, we've got, well, we, we, we got to Rivendell and yep. we, we met up with Bilbo. He was falling asleep on us. Yep. 
Uh, he gave us some gifts, which was awesome. And it was good and to then see. And gave Bilbo. them again. And then gave them again. And he, <laughs> and again. Uh, he sure did. He sure did. And uh, I don't know. That, that's, it's, it was good. We got a little piece, um, a little tidbit there from Elrond that we may see Bilbo again sooner yeah. than, than we maybe thought. And, and he may make one last trip. So, um, so here, though, we are headed back to the Shire. Mm-hmm. And we're with Gandalf, and isn't it, it's interesting? It's just just very, very fitting. Um, I was thinking about stories, Lane. I was thinking about how yeah. when you tell a tale, uh, and I think about I'm gonna go to some of my other, I guess, um, fandoms that that I like to think about, and then I'm reading, like in those. Uh, so Game of Thrones, Wheel of Time, Star Wars, um, things like that. You don't really see your hero go. Uh, all the back way home. to yeah. Mount Doom and then all the way back yes. home. Yes. Typically, they go to Mount Doom and then from there, well, now they're going to go join this council or now they're, they, they, or they can't go back home. Home was destroyed or, or, yes. or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting that our characters are going back home yeah. and we're seeing this parallel. We're going back through the very same places. We're taking the same road yep. and we're having interesting effects. You know, when at the start of this chapter, I know you have a lot um, that we want to talk about at the end, yeah. but like at the start of this, I was fascinated with Frodo once again and the way that he feels. Yeah. He has good days and he has bad days. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, come on, like, like you know, Tolkien with, with World War I and, and the things that he went through and his friends and yes. knowing people that yeah. went through that, you know, something triggers a, a response or something reminds you of the evil that you faced yeah. um, or, you know, some, you're, you're, you're carrying some type of burden. Yeah. Frodo truly in this, in this chapter faces that and, yes. and we see it and we don't, if you, if you read it too quickly, you won't notice it, but there are those moments where he, he pulls the, the hood in a little, a little tighter. He puts his yep. hood up or yep. um, instead of slowing silent. down and he's yeah, silent. he's, yeah. he's silent. Um, at one point I think Gandalf, let me see if I can find it here, even asks him, how he is feeling. Yeah. And, and he, he replies that he's not, he's actually not feeling well. It's when they're, when they're crossing the river again. Yeah. Right at the beginning there. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. You're, you're bringing this up because to me, um, you know, we've had this on our mind the whole time. It was, it was really Val that woke me up to kind of this time Val Holman way back in, in the, some of the beginning chapters woke me up to this time, pay attention to Tolkien's own experiences and how those are, hidden in here or parallel this and it hasn't been as evident to me as this right here and yeah. i think part of it is because we went and saw that documentary uh that peter jackson put together um they shall not grow old and there was a lot on you know the beginning of 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 the war and then during the wartime but also going home going yeah. back home and how so many of these people as as is with with like any war conflict military like people have trouble adjusting either either they've changed or home has changed or both and there's this like it, it's it's not just back to normal it's never back to normal it's like frodo says there is no real going back yep and it's and for him more so than the other than the other hobbits but even even them we see and especially in the next chapter that they are different they're not going back the same way they were. Um, they've become so much greater, and because of what they've gone through, are able to handle stuff back 
back in their own backyard. But it's just it's nuts to think like. Yeah, I, and I think maybe what Tolkien was doing here too, like when I think of most myths, most hero stories, it's exactly what you said. It's like, you know, born of tragedy, something spurns yeah. them on, they achieve the goal, they're heroes, yay! But like here, maybe what he's trying to do is is to sh- is to bring some realism to a mythology to show that yeah, they're gonna go back home, but there's pain that's never gonna go away, and Frodo's not going to feel whole and when they get back home there's going to be junk that they have to clean up it's so anti like peter jackson couldn't even wrap his head around it when he when they cut this you know these some of these parts especially the next chapter right out of the movie because he said it just felt kind of anticlimactic to me for fantasy for it's it is almost too realistic and so i wonder like it was that tolkien and i'm sure it's in some letter somewhere that i've never read yeah. But is that him saying, okay, I'm going to take this epic story, but I'm going to put in the ending is going to feel real. It's going to feel real in a way that all these other stories don't address. Uh, yeah, well, 100%, man. I mean, like like the journey home, um, and then, for you know, we didn't think they were going to make it. Um, I know, I know. They know, didn't think it, they were going to make it. No, and the yeah. fact that one of the true challenges is actually coming back yeah. and having and establishing like this life. And it's, it is very interesting that when, when Frodo asks, you know, where shall I find rest? Gandalf doesn't answer, no answer. like he did Pippin before. Like he did talk about what happens at the end and he does kind of give some hope there, but not yet. Um, this actually plays still, in, this actually yeah. plays into what I want to talk about at the end. Yeah. That I just have questions about how much does Gandalf know? Oh my gosh. And it's like Gandalf knows yeah. here. He knows like I'm he not going to tell you because well there, there, I mean there's there's a possibility but like there's nowhere here there's nowhere here you're going to find rest. I'm not going to I'm going to give you false hope. I'm not going to tell you. It's going to be all right because yeah. it's not. L- l- yeah, w- while my mind is there, let me tell you something. So yeah. I've been thinking and I've been waiting for us to do maybe on YouTube's kind of our uh, another uh, another one of these um character examinations. I'm going to give a little tidbit here about okay. what this chapter has done for me and thinking about Gandalf because he does, it seems like, in the beginning, all the way back to Fellowship, when he's setting things up yeah. and when the presence of the enemy is less and it's further away, it seems like he can see further. And the yeah. closer he gets to um, Mordor and, and the end, you ha- he, has to, he turns to faith. And mm. he believes in Frodo, wow. and he cannot see as far, but we have to trust in Frodo. And then as we're wow. coming back, it seems like he can see much farther. Like he seems to be able, he still yeah. has that clarity, those moments of clarity for sure. Um, and it, it's interesting to look at which direction he's looking when he tells, when he has those moments of clarity and he's talking <laughs> about the end and stuff, because yeah. it's just fascinating. It's, it's, it's symbolic and it's, it's, I don't know. I, I, I want to go back and when I re-examine all of that, look at, at that. Because it just it's odd to me. We are coming back here and he he still knows what the hobbits have to face and he knows what he needs to do. Yeah. And I yeah, well I'm gonna save some of what I want to say okay. there for the end okay. because there is a lot more to discuss. But yeah, I just I think it's I think it's interesting. And I just we can't understate that this is important. It is actually important to to focus on not just Frodo because um, the, the other individuals, maybe they weren't affected as, as Frodo says here, um, 
you know, he is wounded with knife, uh, sting, and tooth, and a long burden. Right. So maybe some of them weren't affected in that way, but they were affected in different ways. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And and it it is they're all going back changed, and they're right. all going to have to, uh, and they're all at different stages in life too. Yeah. So yeah. There, there's that. But anyways, um, so so let's move on here a little bit more though. So as as we're as we're moving along, uh, they eventually come to Weathertop. And uh, yeah. this is a, well, actually, I, do, I don't want to miss too. They had moments too, like the, like the next day, the pain was, it had eased, it yes, had the, passed, and I, I thought it was, was Mary. A, yeah, I thought it was so interesting that it's like, as if, the, this is the wording, as if he did not remember the blackness of the day before. So I, yeah. I, I had the question, I was like, is it the day or is it the place or is it both? And I thought it was pr- that intense pain was probably a combination of, of all of that, right? He's setting foot through. He's crossing, um, the Bruinen where he like essentially almost died yes. from this wound on the day a year later where he was. So it's a it's a it's almost like in the crosshairs. You got the place and the day, and it's just and it's such an intense pain. And then that like that's one the only one of the only explanation one of the only explanations I can think of why did you hear yeah. me just say that dude I did it was fantastic where <laughs> where it could be gone the next day and almost like yeah. it was just some sort of never even happened but yeah yeah, yeah. wow well and, and let me let me t- so a lot of times I I, I love you know I, I think about spiritual warfare and I think about just um the thoughts we have and and yeah. things that are going on in realms that we can't see uh, just because that's who I am Yep. Uh, and I think about these places where they come across and there's this residue of yeah. evil almost yep, or yep, something. Yep, and yep. you think about our world and, and places where we don't want reminders of yeah. the evil or the, the atrocities that took place or wherever. And we try to wipe those away. Um, but the lingering effect is in the people who had to Still suffer there. through them, you yeah. know, all yep. that kind of stuff. So uh, I think there's some of that here as he, for him personally. Now, like, do other people, this could be a fond, this could be a place where they see, you know, well, actually, I kind of wonder, you know, like, I mean, if someone else is walking past, is there, because of the Black Riders and their presence and stuff, were there places that they were they were strong and that, that they've corrupted a little bit and it will yeah. take a while for that to leave? Do others feel like uh, Like Minas Morgul, in a way, right? Like yes. how Minas Morgul was, yeah. Yes, and it's sort of like, you know, we get later on in The Prancing Pony where, Gandalf sort of says that the king will eventually turn his gaze this way. Yeah, right. And when he does, I think those shadows and those lingering things that don't have as much, they're fading in strength big time. Yeah. Um, but as soon as he does look that way, and actually the the first, um, well, I mean, really, you look at Frodo, Sam, Mary, and Pippin, I mean, they're kind of these envoys, right? They're moving forward. They're taking the king's will and spirit and this whole uh, adventure all the way back across the land. And so from them... Uh, is is spreading, I think, this peace uh, or this this uh, other presence and power, which is good, helping to kind of alleviate the stress and the anxiety and the fear. When you see these these heroes returning home, um, I think that does a lot for people. It does for yeah. the people in Bree, for Bree, sure. Exactly, right, right, yeah. 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 So um, let me see here. Yeah, so again, we, we'll, we'll move on past, and we'll do what, what Frodo does. We'll move on past Weathertop pretty yep. quickly. Yeah. With our cloaks drawn close drawn to us. Close, yeah, man. Uh, 
I love this when they came to the Chetwood. I've just always loved the the, the name. areas around Bree. Yeah, me just, too. Yeah, the 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 Chetwood. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's a it, back to our weather. Um, there's this veil, uh, rain. It seems yes. like you know, yeah. uh, and, and and truly, if you think about that a little bit further, Bree does seem to have yeah a bit of a veil, like it's, it's veiled. Yeah. 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 And they're going to come in here and, and help remove that, yep. uh, which which is important. So, uh, yeah, so, so we get, we're heading into to Bree, and they come um, at last to the gatekeeper, and he came out, and they saw that he carried uh, a great cudgel, which is interesting in that, like, bef- like being armed and actually having yeah. Yeah. Uh, things have changed. Right. You know, things yep. have changed. They've even been affected here, and and they're, they're worried about, um, yeah, scoundrels, you know? Yep. Yep, ruffians. Ruffians, there you go. Yeah, baby. Yeah. 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 Uh so as as they're moving in here, um this is great. I I'm I'm guessing it, yeah. you really enjoyed uh Butterbur coming back and you've got Knob and Bob and Oh, I loved um, it, man. I loved it. And and it's yeah. like he's Butterbur's changed a bit, but he's still good old Barley. You know what I mean? Like he's yes. a little more on guard at first, but he's I don't know. Like, it's amazing how he opens up with with the hobbits and especially with Gandalf. You know, um, he is such a lovable character. Yeah, he's so yeah. lovable. I um, like him. Yeah, I love he, him too. Yeah. Well, he 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 is still himself, and he is still yeah. running this in, trying to do the the best that he can. Now, here's something, and this is not to go uh, missed here. When they ask about the, they're talking to the gatekeeper, and they ask about the other gatekeeper Harry. on yeah. the other side of town. Yeah, when they had come through, yep. so that person's gone, and actually the gatekeeper says you should speak to yep. Barlaman. Yep. Right. Uh, why? I mean, why is he the guy we go to? Right. He's your guy. I mean, he's he the is, man. He knows, and he's 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 running stuff and keeping Mayor people in line. Really, truly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so so I thought that was kind of uh, interesting, and, and surely they will. Now, what you get is Butterbur is a little when they first show up. Um, what, what does Knob say? They're back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it, it kind of scares uh, Butterbur a little bit. Like, wait, what? what? Hey, who? who? Who's back? Who's they? <laughs> yeah. Um, and they thought these guys were were goners. You know, yeah. when they saw Mister Underhill uh, leave with Strider, they didn't think right. they were ever coming back. Right? Isn't that wild? And times got darker too. So from the time of their leaving, things got bad. More, well, as you say, ruffians on the road. And remember that Strider wasn't really seen as um, who we know him to be, right? He was like he was seen with, uh, well, like suspicious eyes. It was like, what is this mm-hmm. this guy, this ranger, right? This Longshanks. So yeah, to yep. disappear with them, they would think, well, he's definitely gone. I mean, it, to the point where when. They feed Butterbur clues over and over again that, uh, yeah, Strider is the king. That it takes him a, a minute to go. What? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Never, never saw that. Didn't think that was going to happen. Right. But yeah. So right. you would assume. Yeah, they're gone. They're dead. Least of our worries. Like four hobbits and a, a, a ranger. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, and and so, uh, yeah. Like like he they did think he'd see him. He thinks this is someone else. Yeah. And uh, he loses. Um, he forgets that Bob. This is another. <laughs> it's it's funny, but it's also like yeah. it tells you the state of what's going on in Bree because he's telling Nob to go get Bob. But, oh, wait, Bob 
it goes home at nightfall now, yeah. like yeah. because it's dark and we're a little worried about that. And yeah, you need to go home with your family. Uh, and there's and no things, need but he's at, still at, at the prancing pony. There's no one even there. Like the business no. is right. Yeah, yeah, business is not is not really uh, booming. The beer is still good. Always, but, uh, it's always it's all yeah, yeah. But it's not. There's there's really people are staying indoors and they're not um, they're not coming out. And yeah. and also I don't want to miss here too that as they come into and I think they mentioned it later, but as they come into this city or as they come into this village, they um, the 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 people in Bree start to notice that they are they look different man i mean they've got armor yeah. on underneath yes you can see that shining through yeah and it does something it does something when you see someone in uniform yeah. right yeah uh it's sort of like oh that guy's official there's something official about that guy yep. he's got a uniform he's got armor on so there's a there's instantly this this respect, uh, especially and they're with Gandalf. Yeah, and especially <laughs> since they've been kind of like overrun, right? They've had a bunch of uh, like people within Bree, but also also outsiders come in and cause a lot of trouble. So any yeah. kind of you're right, any kind of like official authority type night night even nightly appearance would be like wow, all right, that's different. It's not somebody slimy coming in trying to you know do underhanded stuff. It's not a criminal. They're these are right high-standing individuals right and, and also i got you know i mean it's there is a this is noticed they don't it's sort of this is the first time they realize uh why people aren't giving them trouble why on the road here they could take their time and just sort of leisurely lay out in a field just off the road and enjoy their time that was like one or two sentences where i i imagine that it said days went by and it took it doesn't I mean, Tolkien doesn't yeah. go into, into great detail. How we don't long? know right. what the conversations were like. I like to think about that, and I like to think about uh, Mary and Pippin and all the sharing of stories. We don't get a lot of that, but I'm a, I, I can fill in the blanks there. I know yeah. that they were conversing and talking and uh, about what they learned, and that Frodo did have good days and stuff. But anyways, I, I, when you approach other people now who are removed from this, they elevate them and they then realize they look at themselves and go yeah we're okay we're different yeah. there is something here they start to realize it themselves and they do have to understand that because they're going to need to call upon that experience and the things that they've learned and gained so yes, they are yeah that's neat but I, I guess it's also like there's the spirit of you know how when you meet somebody and they're they're just a good you get a good vibe yep oh yeah i i, I kind of feel like that's what you get with these guys uh, when, when they come in, because it's not just they're not coming back to um, this is not like they're back in the Shire with with Hobbit folk. Right, they're no. they're still here with men, women and hobbits. I mean, yep. there's this this mixed um, and before they thought this was strange land, strange. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. this was everything it's nothing was now, is it? It's nothing. No, it's nothing. Yeah, this yeah. is not. This is this is home. I mean, essentially, they're homeward bound, but this is pretty darn close to home. Yeah, I might mean, as well it, be. Yep. Yeah. So um, now Butterbur decides that he doesn't want he knows that they must, must be tired and um he wants to speak with them even for just you know maybe mm -hmm. half an hour yep and and just to kind of learn what's what's going on and i don't remember exactly where it's at uh in here but uh sam will have a moment to go connect with uh bill the pony yeah right? that's right man yeah that does happen here yeah yep. um yeah and that's that's good because he's been thinking about and worried about what's happening with uh with, with the with the pony so. yeah absolutely he's, he's yeah and he's he's like overjoyed that that bill made it back not fernie yeah the pony yeah right, um, yeah <laughs> but uh it's it's even interesting too that just a little line that tolkien puts about um 
Barlaman's uh, appearance, right? The landlord's face looked rather wrinkled and careworn. Just that that he's doing everything to let us know before we hear the full story that, and, and really what it's doing is it's projecting, it's this whole building fear of Saruman, right? Yeah. Saruman left. Gandalf thinks it might not have been good. There was mention of the South Farthing, the Shire. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to home, and it's not how we expected it. You know, it's, they even said that it wasn't a, as warm a welcome as they would have had expected. You know, and it's not really doing anything to know that Bree is not as it was. It's in a bad way. Well, what does that mean for further down the road? What does that mean for when we get to Buckland? What does that mean for entering into the Shire proper, getting into Hobbiton? Like, is exactly. there some, yeah, is there some weight to this feeling we have? It's crazy, man. Like, it's just well, the way Tolkien's building this. Because he's building absolutely. another, he's building another climax is what he's doing. He is. He is. He, we're actually headed. Which back is not to, what you're to, supposed to do in your in your falling action, right? I mean, you're supposed to just kind of wrap things up, and it's like, hold on a second, right. we're not done yet. We're not. We're done. not done. And I think it's great because yeah. I remember when we left the Shire, we had spent so much time there that we cared a lot about it. Yes, we care yes. a lot about the Shire by the time that we leave. So yes, we went and defended the Shire. But we cared so much, and all we did was talk about going back to home and yep. our place that we loved or whatever, and to go back there and for things to, for uh, Barlaman to be hinting that things are not going well, and for Gandalf to start scratching his beard thinking, hmm, uh, there's something, I see something, yeah. I see I see a path uh, laid before us, and this is, you know, can't really say anything to them, won't. We'll get right. into that. Right, um, right, and right. It's, it's their, it's their uh, uh, you know, um, hurdle i guess right. something that they need to kind of um another adversity they have to uh, persevere through but you're right i'm glad you pointed out that he like the, the expression on his face and the way he looks yeah, yeah. does tell us that don't brie had some stuff going on right. too every every bit of this land was affected don't you think it's almost kind of like what you would expect if it's it's not what you would expect you'd like you'd expect barlaman to feel and look more that way way back you know, in the fellowship of the ring and that how yeah. he was there should be how he is at the end. You know, it's just, it's flip flopped from how you traditionally in stories would see that. Like everyone's oppressed at the beginning and at the end they're fine. It's like, but it's so, it's so jarring that way. Cause you're like, this isn't how it's supposed to be. And right. we learned, I mean, I, I know that we're going to get there eventually, but you know, there's no, there's no weed, right? There's no South farthing we, uh, weed. We have right. to go with the South Lynch, which is, you know, uncut leaf that comes from Brie, right? Or just outside of it. Um, right. And what what the most amazing takeaway from this uh, for me, after we find out all the stuff that happened in Brie was the fact that, I know I'm skipping ahead of here a little bit, but there, it's, fine. it's the realization from the Brie landers and from Butterbur that like those bounders, those rangers yep. did far more um, that's right. Then we ever realized, and we didn't realize the the kind of junk that they kept out, the kind of problems they fought quietly, quietly fought off, you know, and that leads right. into like at the end, just, just talking about like, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But just how that, that is, it's something that had to happen, right? Those Rangers had to come. They had to come. They played a huge role, but knowing yes. the sacrifice or the potential sacrifice that made in an area 
a certain a very specific area. It's just it's crazy to think about. It's crazy to think it, about. Well, yeah, it is. It is, and it's there's consequences to you yeah know, every action. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, but I I will say this. I love this about Barlamin is that he is able to say, um, that maybe we were wrong, mm-hmm. and a lot of people can't do that. A lot a lot of people can't yep. say. You know that maybe I was wrong about that, or uh, given time, or given more perspective, or or whatever. I can now look at a situation and say, you know what? All right, those guys were actually doing a pretty good thing for us, and and we maybe mistreated them because, like, the big vibe you get in Bree is that folks are staying indoors, yeah, and no one is really coming in. It is sort of a closed off, you know, town. Yes. Um. Whereas before, it was a this is a a, a great stopping point. People came through. They yep. knew. Um, information was passed along. It was a little bit more bustling and, and stuff, and trade was happening uh, at, at, at a you know uh, in in greater um, amounts, I guess. And it's not as much. It's not, yeah. and they've had to close up and 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 stick. You know, they're to, they're to in lockdown, man. They're in lockdown. They're in lockdown. Yeah, and and there's not um, as you sure. say, there's not really. They've had to protect themselves. They've got they've they're armed up uh, because those individuals are gone. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's, I'm glad you I'm glad you pointed that out. Now, so Gandalf starts to kind of... Th- I love this. Um, so I can find exactly where he says it. Um, Barlam in his talk, he's listening to their story. <laughs> and he says... He's bewildered most of the time. He's kind of <laughs> bewildered. And he yeah. just says, you don't, you don't say. You don't say. Yeah. You don't say. <laughs> well, I never. Um, I never. You know, and then it's like... And then he says, yeah, you don't say, Mr. Baggins. Or, or is it Underhill? I, I mean, he can't, you know, <laughs> like... I just love him. I think it's I think it's he's really awesome, good. dude. He's awesome. And he's just take he's taking all this in and he's just um he's very much okay with saying, I just can't believe all this. This right. is crazy. Right. Look at you guys. You went yeah. out and did this and and you came back and Gandalf, I just I mean, he just seems super relatable. He, I think everybody knows a Butterbur. I think everyone yeah. again knows Lane. And, Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> That's me, hundred no. percent. No, it's not at all, actually. If it's, it's which is funny and ironic. Yeah. But it's it's yeah I don't, it's just kind of he he's a good good hearted guy and, and I um I love that he I love I love just his honesty and the way that yes. he and I also think like he has so much information that he's privy to yeah that I don't know I mean it would take it would take some kind of masterful character to be able to process it effectively I mean just like he has to be having plus just the nature of being an innkeeper is hustle and bustle right it's yep. getting these people to their room making sure dinner's taken care of uh where's all the beer it's like those you know when you come across like restaurant managers like I think about Jeff down at yep. the village right and I think about right. when I see him at the village on a busy night he's not going to remember anything I say to him anything because his mind is a million places at once so if I, it's almost kind of like funny that Gandalf trusted Barlamin to get, or he thought like, yeah, I'll, that that busy innkeeper, right? Yeah, all right, all right, all right. That's Which, the guy I'll leave my. Uh, I'll message leave that with, important yeah. message with him because <laughs> he'll remember. It's almost like I wonder if if there wasn't others or some other, like Gandalf knew it was going to go the way it was going to. Like I, I, it's just, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, no, I think I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. It's ironic, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, so here's an interesting um, line, and I I, I uh, kind of missed this, but I, Pippin is talking about it's all Barlamin sharing all the trouble that's going on, and I, I don't. If you want to slow me down of any of that Bill no, Ferry no, no. stuff, they yeah 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 no yeah we yeah, just learned they, that he's he's you know he was kind of um, 
the one of the ringleaders, right? And that Harry, yeah, the um, gatekeeper, uh, right? That they came alongside with the strangers, and 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 instead yep. of standing up to them, they were sort of like their tools, you know, and right. gave to. Yep. And he was talking about how, like, you know, so to show how how like I would say safe Bree was before, which I think is a departure from what the movie shows, right? I think the movie kind of shows this when they go into Bree. Yeah, it's more, way more yes. like this, in my opinion. But I guess it's kind of a combination of both. But you know, like he's talking about how astonishing it is that three people were killed, killed. Mm-hmm. You know, he names That's them right. by names, like almost like killed dead, if you'll believe yep. me. So it's such a it's such an abnormal occurrence that people were killed in Bree, that you know it it even it really be- stands out. Yeah, it bewilders even uh, even Butterbur here, and so. Yeah, we just learned. Yeah, we learned that the the treachery, you know, the gatekeeper gave way. Harry, you know, let let these strangers in, and Bill Fernie, of course, the uh, the no gooder he was, no good doer. He uh, went alongside of him and showed him how to get in and what buttons to push and fights that happened. And uh, yeah, I I, yeah. I think we missed. I think I skipped over it, but like, uh, remember the part where. <laughs> <laughs> where they talk about throwing the apple and possibly um, yeah yeah did, did you think, you think it did him? It's like wow, that's funny. Yeah, uh, all the way it's back. It's when they walk you know? by. Yeah, it's when they walk by his house and they see it all boarded up and yeah. everything, and they're like, it's hey, it's literally know. a throwback. It's literally a throwback. Yeah, to- <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Um, oh, it's awesome, dude. Yeah. So so I yeah I'm glad you you we stopped on that point because the next point is really you know Pippin saying no one troubled us. To yeah. the point that we actually didn't even keep a watch. We actually didn't yeah. even set up a watch. And this is where, um, you know, I kind of mentioned earlier that, well, Barlaman says, well, look at you guys. Who's going to, you guys are armed. Yeah. You guys yeah. are armed like that. No one's going to touch you guys here. It's yeah. those who are like, you know, if, you, if you've got like a wagon and you're an unarmed, you know, farmer or something, well, that's easy prey. We're, we're going to, you know, take that guy's goods or whatever. So um, that's when they're realizing, again, that, that, um, that they're different. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, now, and again, uh, the next couple paragraphs, we've already mentioned, like, the Rangers, again, Barlaman kind of talking about just their significance, so. Yeah, yeah. Right, And even right. even yeah. even strange stuff like uh, wolves, you know, just mm-hmm. that the, the, the Bounders took care of more than just uh, foul folk, you know, yeah. that they protected in ways they hadn't even realized, like wild well, beasts. Well, the, know, so. I mean, look how close they were to the Barrow Downs. Right after True. going through yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Yeah, I don't know that I'd want to be anywhere near." Like, there's a reason. No, yeah. you don't cut through there. Yeah. And maybe again, as you say, the the Rangers were doing a bit more, uh, you know, than than we than we knew. Yeah, like you said. So, well, I guess there you, you said it. The the dark shapes in the woods. I mean, what is that? Are those Barrow Downs right. encroaching? Are those are those the Whites? Sorry, encroaching and coming mm-hmm. in, and yeah. who old, like who knows what other spirits and stuff were there? And right, right. Yeah, man. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So now again, there's all that dire news, but, uh, Gandalf just say there's hope, you know, and that, yep. and that, uh, all the lands have been affected. Um, but that the Greenway is going to open up again and yep. messengers are going to come North and there will be comings and goings and the evil things will be driven out of the wastelands. Yeah. Indeed. And the, the Rangers, yeah. Rangers have returned. They're back. Yes. Yeah. And so those are, that, that's, that's a good thing. Um, and, and, that's, I think, happy news. And, and really what Barlaman is driving to is like he's having this conversation. He knows they're weary. He wants to get the, I think, truly really wants to get the points here. 
And then, because you know, was something interesting. He, like, the next day, people are intrigued and they're curious and they do come to the common room. Yeah. You have to imagine O'Barlam and put the word out that oh, they're, yeah. they're bearing good news and you need to come hear the story for yourself. You know, nah, because, Bob, you old slow coach, go pass the word along. Pass the word. I mean, seriously. The I, hobbits I, have returned. I totally think. Because otherwise, if they're, if they're folk we should avoid or maybe they're up to no good. It seems to be a little bit of mistrust in Bree, but Barlamin is the one who will pass that word to everyone and kind of say, yeah, you know what? Uh, not only are they giving me a good vibe and they gave you a good vibe, but now Barlamin's also saying there's something here we need to hear. And Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. They do laugh later about the idea of a king, but... They, you know, I mean, it's it's sort of uh, it still makes you feel good, even if you can't yes. really wrap your head around. You're not laughing to really make fun. You're just sort of like, what? I mean, there's right, a king, right. a new king. <laughs> Come on now, seriously. You're joking me, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, so anyways, yeah, he does let him alone, and um, he, this is interesting. So, Dead Man's Dyke. Yeah. I uh, that stopped me for a sec, and I was like, wow, okay. You talk about these lands, and we were just talking about the rangers maybe protecting from things in this area. If you go back, and I'm sure there's someone who can do this way better than we can, but you look at uh, places in Middle Earth that were affected, where the the shadow and darkness struck, uh, or tragedy happened. It's just kind of funny, because Gandalf is reminding um, everyone that this world is old. And that yeah. it has gone through yeah. many changes. Right. And that uh, there were once people that lived there. And yes. it's hard to believe because it seems like haunted land. It seems like right. it's, no one would live up there, right? But the rangers right. do. <laughs> right. You know? So, I, I yeah. Anyway, I thought that was kind of um, interesting. Um, yeah, it's really cool. And also awesome that it was the capital of the Northern Kingdom. Like, it was the capital yep. of Arnor. And you're just thinking about, again, just the holiday of North and South and how... Aragorn, King Elisar, is the one who's brought brought these both together, and how it, it might also be an allusion to like um, even even places such as this Dead Man's Dyke might come alive yeah. again, right? That's so we're it, talking about, you know, we're talking about like the 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 road the Greenway opening up and the Rangers returning and Bree Bree is going to be fine, but even other places that have been gone far longer, just watch watch Butterbur like they may return to a different state. Like they may be redeemed. They might be saved. Who knows? Let me, let me ask you a question, Lane. Yes, sir. Because I know how much you like the Rangers and I know how much you like Aragorn and, and, yes. and you're drawn to him. Isn't it fascinating that, that Tolkien will do something like what he just did right there yeah. and make you wonder and think about yes. that and, yeah. and the histories and right. Yes. It, it's amazing. I mean, like I literally, I, what did I do next to that? I put a bunch of question marks and a heart and I was like, it just, it makes you want to go. I don't know if you're, if you're referring to this, but like, it just makes you want to go dig. It makes you want to yes. go dig and find out exactly what is the illusion there? Like, what is the illusion? Yeah. What are you implying? 
what did he mean by throwing in that nugget of history? Yeah. Is it showing to the future? Is it just to acknowledge that there is a past and that, you know, he's 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 fleshed some of that out. It's just crazy. And then I yeah. was actually looking for why is it called Dead Man's Dyke? And I couldn't find I couldn't find an explanation as to why that term was given other than right. I guess like just the, the the men are all gone, they all died, so you know what I mean? So it was assaulted and gone, but like it made me even think of that. Why did the people of Brie, other than just to make it a scary place, like you know how we do that, like something bad happens somewhere and we say, Oh, that's the old haunted woods of of Westmarch. Oh man, I'm never right. old, you know, stay away from that. It's bad memories right. there. Is it just right. that kind of a thing, or did, was there some sort of meaning? I don't know. Well, and that's where I was saying, like, you know, it does make you it does it does two things. Like you say, it makes you go dig back into the histories and say, Okay, what what tragedy was there why is why are yep. the rangers there what's what draws them there uh the ancient kingdom and then also okay. as you say looking forward right yes. look look like saying there's a great return the greenway is opening back up and we will have messengers and the king is eventually going to shift his focus back north right and that's that's important and so. i okay this is going to sound like i'm making this up but i just made an assumption there with that that it was looking ahead to the future and you know like don't underestimate that the king could come save even this Right yeah. here, it's ver uh, verified. Okay, so King Elisar reunited. You know, after he reunited the kingdoms of Gondor and Arnor, he had the ruins rebuilt and made a city where the men dwelt once again. I didn't know that. That's something I learned. That, that that's I, awesome. That's, that's awesome. So it, that does happen. He comes back and redeems even Dead Man's Dyke. So yeah, yeah. that's really cool. That's really cool. Well, it, yeah, and I think it just goes to like, how do you? I mean, as an author. Like weave all that in there together. It just yeah. it, it it's always been without it feeling it doesn't and it doesn't ever feel like clunky or no. like misplaced. You're like it just you just read it and you're like oh yeah of course and it's almost like you look around like yeah Fornost or ordained yeah I know. sure sure and, yeah Norberry of the Kings I know you're right well, and it's also legit because Gandalf says it too and we've trusted him for so like absolutely right, yeah. <laughs> of course Gandalf whatever come you on Butterbur I mean you know yeah yeah. yeah. So, anyways, that's that's cool. I, it because I've been thinking about um, posted something on our, our Instagram the other day. Um, you know, uh, at Up Talking Tolkien. By the way, make sure you guys go check that out. Uh, where, yeah, I'm intrigued to to get into some of the history books behind this, and then even get to you know the end and the appendices and really um, t tie it all together. Because yeah, man, that's some of the stuff as a younger reader I did not do. And oh, I me really, neither. You know, I wanted to, and I would have conversations yeah. with with my buddies about you know. Yeah. We'd be piecemealing stuff together. Well, well, well yeah, what do you know? What if you have time to look right, up? And then right. <laughs> you're kind of putting it all together. You're like, what? Um, so, yeah, it's it's fun. Uh, but, okay, so now as we as we continue on here, um, yeah, okay. We're, we're talking more about uh, this land, and they start to talk about the king and who actually the king is. Yeah, and, yeah, this is great. And Barlam is yeah. just dumbfounded. I mean, yeah. he's like, I, one of the hobbies, they say, um, you know, uh, let's see. He says something to the effect of, like, you, you're still not getting it, right? You're still, right, like, right. not putting it together. Uh, that, that Strider was actually, that is, is the king. Um, and that just mm. totally, Strider? What? Him with a crown and all and golden cup? What? Um, it's just, and it's funny because he changes... Um, uh, where was that? He he changes his tune. Like, isn't he? He's. They're talking about a king, and he's like, "Oh, he's going to come in here and change everything and try and take us over." And right, 
That's right. And they're like, no, you're not understanding us. We know he won't because we know who he is and you know who he is. And it's just this realization. It's just, it's like one of those, those things where like people are like, you don't know who the boss is. You're getting a new boss. You're like all freaked out. You're like, oh, well, he's going to be terrible. She's going to be awful, you know? And then it's like you, I don't know. It happens that this, it's somebody, you know, and you're like, oh, well, no, it's fine now. It's fine. It's all who, you know, right? Like, that's kind of what, what's funny about this is. Yeah. Butter Butterbur is one of those guys. Like he knows everybody. So if it's someone he knows, all right, we're good. We're good. We're good. Yeah. I know him. <laughs> but it would be it would be reassuring. It would be it probably also I guess make you like go back and analyze. Butterbur might be thinking, Well, was I always nice to Strider? Okay, I hope so. Well, uh, I think <laughs> Yeah, right? and and if you think, wait a second, that guy had a claim to be king and he didn't act like it at all. True. I kind of see what you guys Very are saying. True. And he didn't actually speak up or show off or when people very true people were no speaking out it. against him. Yeah, wow. like like he didn't correct anybody. He never touted and I think that is more Yeah. That's that'll true. do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That that's also having sort of like like the patience and the humbleness and, and whatever to, to kind of say, look, in the end, in the end of all of this, I, I I'll put up with this it's not it's sometimes Lane, sometimes it's just not worth it to go over there and and stir something up you know right people will watch and if you can if you watch strider you watch aragorn throughout this whole thing he, he never is pompous like that never yep. has to be because he has that confidence and in the end you say all right wow and that's all that really matters is that is that yeah. is at the end of this story barlaman saying something like that like oh it makes it okay i see it i see it and i'm not so yeah. worried about um this king anymore and he actually says that you've given me a powerful lot to think over um, yeah. He says, uh, you know, that I'll sleep easier tonight and with a lighter heart. Um, so that's good. And he's telling him, you know, it's time for bed and so on. He's ordering Nob around uh, and, and telling them that they need to, to, to kind of get on with it. Um, and I did jump ahead. So then eventually, you know, he, uh, Sam, this is where Sam actually goes to visit Bill, um, the, the, the pony and stuff, which is cool. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So they stay all the next day. And Butterbur could not complain. His business the next um, evening was was uh, was really picking up, booming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, curiosity overcame all fear, yeah. and his house was crowded. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. that line. It's great. Yes. So um, now this is funny. You, full circle, throwbacks, whatever you want to call it. But Frodo has been asked about his book. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of funny. One, because he is going to be working on a book. He told Bilbo yeah. he'd be working on one. But he, he yeah. also, undercover, under Hill, uh, was was there uh, at first saying oh, he's, yeah. he's writing a book, you know, and he was That's writing right. about That's right. Oh, my um, gosh. I forgot about that. Yeah. And so they want to know, like, how's his book coming, right? And he, <laughs> he again, has to kind of say, like, oh, there'll be an emphasis on Brie. Don't you worry about it. Um, oh, it's funny. It I may forgot have, about that. It, yeah, it may have changed a little bit um, now that I've I've uh, gone there and back again. Uh, oh, man. So, uh, yeah, so this is neat. They, they get a chance to kind of um, hmm. talk with the strangers, and I think they feel good about it. They're they're still in awe of their of their gear. Uh, the the mood is is very merry, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. So yeah, even those who had laughed at all the talk about the king began to think. There might be some t- some truth to it, um, and so Butterbur says, "Well, good luck on your road, and uh, good luck uh, to your homecoming." I should have warned you. I should have warned you mm-hmm. uh, before that 
all's not well in the Shire neither. I think right? that's, that's what that was. That's the thought that was driven out earlier. Remember that he has that moment where he's like, "Oh, now what was I going to say?" Right. Yes. I can't remember, and it was that again. But he does manage to get it out just as they're, you know, about to head hey. off and haven't had any time to think about it. Right. So, so Butterbur has actually progressed as a character. And yes, he has. He does remember. Uh, oh, that important thing. I got you. Here it is. Yeah. It's, he's good. kind of wizardly in that way, right? He's never, he's yeah. never, you know, late or early. He's always right on time. It's, it's kind of like his own little. Oh, oh totally. I don't know. I, yeah. I love Butterbur. I actually think an innkeeper is is fascinating. You know, they yeah. are. There's a responsibility. Eyes in the ears, man. Yeah, Eisenhower's yeah. passing on accurate information, straightening yep. out people who are, who are yep. spreading no good, evil lies yep. and stuff. Yep. You know? yep. So I appreciate him very much. Um, all right, so yeah, but but yeah, to be careful. Funny goings-on, right? Um, yep. Um, so for sure, be, be on guard. Good luck. Uh, and the oftener you come back, the better I'll be pleased. I love it. I love uh, it, man. So definitely they're welcome anytime, and that's, that's mm. great. Uh, so they wish him a farewell, and they, they ride on through the West Gate and toward the Shire. Um, Bill the Pony was with them, and uh, as before, he had a good deal of baggage, but he drove along. He was, doing, yeah. he was doing just fine. Um, now they, the hobbits start to kind of wonder, you know, what was it that he's hinting at? They're thinking yeah. Lotho. They're thinking, like, what are some of their friends up to? What are they going through? Why? That's odd that the production, right, um, has yeah, stopped uh, or has been stinted in some way sam sam's talking about his his vision too in the mirror right that's right yeah that's right trees yes. cut down and my old gaffer turned out of the, of the row you know um and, and he's he's having a little bit of a um gandalf aragorn frodo complex here where he says i ought to hurry you know i ought to have hurried back quicker and yeah, it makes us yeah. kind of start to think and wonder like why didn't they um Especially after you read next chapter, and you're like, "What? How much would that have delayed? Uh, would they been? Would they have been as? Um, would they have been able to, eat, to meet whatever challenges they were facing as truly? It's just this is where I start asking all these questions. It's like, I don't know. I, I'll wait till we finish because I just I don't I just I want to know how much Gandalf knew. I want to know uh, how much Aragorn knew. I want to know why there was such a delay. I mean, these are not easy questions for me to ask. Why there was so much like just, yeah, just let's let's stay, let's hang out, like let's rest on our laurels a little bit. When when these wise characters know that there's a possibility that this is going on. Now I know you couldn't just jet right back and be at the Shire, but right. I don't know. Like it's, you know what I'm saying? Aren't those kind of oh. like aren't those decent questions to ask? Because yeah. I think so often we are like, well, of course, yeah, like. You know, whatever, Gandalf, sure. Or Aragorn, whatever you say. Or Elrond, yep, yep. But maybe I'm having, it's from that video, I think I'm having Boromir Complex, where I'm like, why? Why wasn't this more of a, like, was it a, did it have to happen? Did it have to happen in order to bring new leadership into the Shire? And as a wake-up call that you're not unaffected either, Yep. that this this stuff can happen to you as well or was right. it a like almost like a um a willing loss they had to have like mm -hmm. we know this is probably going to happen but in order to the, to defeat a dark lord 
some dark times are going to have to come to these areas and sorry. I mean, it's just what's going to happen or is it yeah. something in between there? You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, yeah. I think so. I, I let's, let's get right to it because yeah. I think this, this is what everyone's been waiting for. This is it. This is the meat of the, the crazy is. thing is at the end of this chapter right at the end. I know, where I it's know. at. Um, because I, I do kind of think that, you know, as Gandalf says, I am with you at present, but soon I shall not be. I am not yeah. coming to the Shire. You must settle its affairs yourself. Right. Um, so he knows that, that stuff's going on, too. For. Yes, like a, and that is what you've been trained for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my time is over. Now, here's what I think. You know, um, oftentimes, like, even if you have that sight, and if I could see great hardship in in your life, Lane, you know, and but if I if I can see that far, and if I if I have some glimpse of maybe what you might be go, what you might have to endure, but that that without you enduring that, that we are not right. going to be better off. Sure, Boy, that yeah, puts yeah. you in uh, uh, me, you know, or whoever that person is with that foresight in a spot, you know, right. for sure. And that's where you have to. I think. I think to me, anyways, like you have to have if you're Gandalf and Elrond and these others who. You know, as they saw Saruman on the road, and they yeah. realized that he, once they gave him the chance, and Lady Gladriel is saying, "You, you have this chance to come back with us." Right. I think, and again, remember, they all went and sat, and they all went and talked, and they all went and kind of had that moment where they reflected on the days of the White Council and their time truly being over. Um, I, I think they know what this land needs, and it does need. It is a hardship that they have to endure, that they have to, you know, step up here. Yeah. And they can't win this anymore. Like, Aragorn has to become king. Uh, you know, yeah, Frodo yeah. And, and Sam, like, they're going to have to go back and handle stuff on their own. Our yeah. time, and Gandalf says, our time is over. You know, my right. time is over. It right. is no longer my task to set things to right. So, yeah, so it's almost like... do so. Yes, yeah. not even an initiation. I think I think what, he's, what Gandalf says here is training is, is the proper word, right? Like... This yeah. is what, like, so this whole thing has been for you to be able to go home and have the strength to defend it and have the strength to keep it and become these, I mean, when you look at, when you look long into the future, it's like, it's Samwise who becomes mayor of Hobbiton. Yep. It's um, Pippin who becomes, you know, in charge of Tuckborough. It's Mary who's in charge of Buckland, right? Like, so they quite literally become the, the leaders of the future of their home. Whereas yeah. before, they definitely weren't on that trajectory. Sam was a gardener, right? Yeah. Mary and Pippin were of a little higher standing, but they probably never were going to like run their own, you know, um, like like um, regions within the Shire. I mean, right? Like that was never going to be what happened to them. And so, like maybe like yeah. So I, I guess that's 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 what I kind of suspected is it's like. The regime needed to change. Leadership needed to change in the Shire in the same way that leadership needed to change throughout all Middle-earth. And if you don't have some kind of breaking down of that, of the Shire, the way it ran and the way it was and the way it was kept, then it makes that that much harder, doesn't it? Like if there's no reason to be upset and to say, hey, let's, like, look at these four hobbits coming back. Like, it's almost kind of more like what happened in the movie, right? In yeah. the movie, they they come back and they're dressed up and it's cute and everything, but it's like, well, I wonder where they got off to. Right, right. <laughs> and life just right. continues on. Here, it's very different. The Shire is destroyed, mm -hmm. and they come back, and not only do they look 
like more uh, uh, prestigious and dressed up and fancy, for lack of a better term. Right. They're bigger. They're stronger. The way they speak is like, holy cow, like they command. They command. All right. It's not like, oh, I wonder where they were. <laughs> it's right, like, right. okay, these 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 individuals, I know who they are, but they're greatly changed. Yeah. For the I, better. I, here's the thing too, and I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, but I think this is we have to because this is yeah. what Gandalf is they're prepping for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I honestly think, you know, you look at the movie and you look at um, the way, like that adaptation. And I actually, it's one of the things where I really think the way it's done here in the book is, is the right way. I know that yeah. adaptations are just different, but the idea for me is it's not just those four that were changed. A lot of times if you have nations and countries who like, well, we weren't affected by that war. All right. Um, what, and again, it's hard sometimes to see what it was like what in these other war-torn areas and stuff like perspective is is uh yeah it, it's interesting when you get outside of your own country your own home your own neighborhood go to a new town a new city and see what's going on yeah uh, that, that it's it's a whole different ball game and then also yeah. if you have that same thing come from one city to a new town or whatever then i now have a lot more like respect the shire has changed it yeah. is going to be changed and it is actually, it, it has had to bear a lot of, of this burden. And also, now I think it's way more believable, too, that they're going to accept, um, you know, that we're going to vote for Sam in 2020. You know what I mean? Like, right, we're right, gonna, right. We're going to vote for, I mean, yeah. wh why would I vote for, well, not just because he's got, you know, um, riches and things like that, or he's come back with some some whatever uh, experience and, and whatnot. Uh, it's that, no, we he actually led us here. Like, yeah. Yep. They were with us. They stood by. They we were actually under. They siege. drove. Yeah, they drove out the ruffians. Like and they, they cleansed this land. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they can't see that. And even though they like, it's a, again, it's great that Aragorn and everyone else knows what Frodo did, what they did for their people, how well they were represented. But those people needed. They need to see it themselves too. True. True. And yeah. I think it's just good. You could. You could. You could go because there are real life situations where that doesn't happen. Where heroes come back and we don't quite it. understand yeah. their sacrifice because we weren't there. Weren't we, there, right. We were worried about different things. You and I have been talking actually a lot about this with the pandemic, and we've been talking about even before. Uh, I remember we were talking just about the state of the world and different things and and and, and perception and stuff. So I'll, I'll yeah, leave that yeah. there. But, yeah, absolutely. But now, now here again, I said uh, – Everyone's huh. waiting for this, right? You're waiting huh. for this paragraph, and here it is. Let me read it to you. Um, so as Gandalf said, you know, they, they, have to, they have to grow up now, right? They're grown indeed very high among the great, uh, and I have no longer any fear at all for any of you. So he's got faith in him, and massive, he has no man. more fear. But if you would know, I am turning aside soon. I am going <laughs> to have a long talk with Bombadil. Such a talk as I have not had in a long time. He is a moss gatherer, and I have been a stone doomed to rolling. Man, like, and and my rolling days are ending, and now we uh, shall have much to say to one another. Let me tell you, and I I want to I'll get I'll get your takeaway from this because I know you have a lot of notes on this, and there's a lot of stuff you want to say. But we're back to old Bombadil. 
Yeah. And I will never forget like one of the letters that I wrote, that I, that I um, read from uh, that, that Tolkien had written and people were talking to uh, editors and, and publishers and things in reading all of this, they believed back at Mount Doom or in different places that yeah. Bombadil was going to stroll up yeah. and he was going to save the day. Like, oh, here he comes. We're waiting for Bombadil. Yeah. You know, or when's he going to show up? And no, that's not that's not how this is going to go. So, so you think about like, so Lane, help me hy- hyper analyze this line. Okay. Yes. yes. Um, he says that Bombadil is a moss gatherer. Uh-huh. And the way I read this and then like, like directly next. Um, so within the same sentence, he says, and I have been uh, a stone doomed to rolling. Like a yeah. stone that is not rolling would gather Gathers moss. moss right? right. So they're the same thing. They're the same thing. They're the same thing. They're the same. At least they're at least the same. At thing. least the same. Yes. yes. And or and they are they are similar in makeup. They are similar in hierarchy yes. or structure. Right. Maybe Bombadil is more. Maybe he yeah. has a different purpose or right. whatever. But I thought there you go. That yeah. is fascinating. It is. And I it love is amazing. that. Line. I love that line because he his also rolling s- days are over. Yes. The the other thing that I thought was fascinating too is he also says that. He's going to have such a talk as he has not had in all his time. That, Think that, about all, all the different individuals he's talked to, yep. spoken with, right? right? So that includes Galadriel. She's a pretty big deal. That includes whoever sent him to Middle Earth. Exactly. They're pretty big deals. Exactly. So a conversation that he has not had in all – now, you could, I guess you could say that the, the content of the conversation may be what he's talking about. But I take it as that he's going to talk to someone that is who is unlike anyone he's ever talked to. That's the way I take it. I might be interpreting that wrong, but that's the way I like to think of it is that he's saying that I've talked talked to a lot of people, talked about a lot of stuff like Bombadil. It's this is something that I've, you know, a conversation with a person that is just going to be higher than all the rest at this point. Like this point in time in my life, what we've what we've accomplished, what I've done, his standing, who Bombadil is, this conversation is going to be unmatched. It is, and it's actually a time where, like his great, you know, Gandalf's great burden is over. His yeah. time is over. Yeah. A time for rest and a time to sit down. And what better uh, place than Bombadil's house to do that? Oh, absolutely. And and again, now he does say this, right? So um, they're wondering how he's doing, and he says, "As well as ever." You may yeah. be sure like he is yeah. not even uh, so for all the trouble that has befallen this land. Gandalf's not worried about Obamadil at all. Yeah. Nope. Um, and it, and it always kind of seems we were talking about, you know, Bree having this veil and it being covered and stuff. The old forest is his dominion. It is yeah. his place. And I don't think anything's going to, uh, nothing would have troubled him. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no one's going into his air quote paradise. Right. Um, that's his. I mean, really, truly. So, I, but he could I mean, leave if he wanted. He could. How much we know? How much we know? Yeah, <laughs> he really could. He's not bound there. Um, debris. So that's fascinating. So he says, you know, uh, he's quite untroubled, and I should guess, not much interested in anything that we have done or seen, unless perhaps in our visits to the Ents. <coughs> he's just from a different. He's from uh, a different. It's on a different level. Different level. Different level. I, I think, like, 
a lesser lord, a lesser dark lord here is of no concern. And and actually, it makes you even think that, like, again, that's why this was Gandalf's task. Yeah. This was something that he could handle. They were yeah. they were confident in the Astari, and they sent them to guide uh, men and elves and, and such. Yeah. Um, just because Obamadil is is uh, you know happens stayed here and it, it kind of reminds you of like when you go back to like first second age stuff like some of the elves who did go across the sea and some who decided to stay and and what just choices you make like you fall in yeah. love with with a land and a place and someone a person river um, daughter yeah, yeah and, and you decide to stay and that's all the happiness you need you're you're good I mean it it, um, it is also yeah it is also interesting that he's talking about him just being unchanged in a chapter where he previously brought up this whole idea. Well, well, you know, Butterbur's talking about dead man's dyke and Gandalf is alluding to the fact that that could be remade. Right. So like kingdoms of men, like you said, kingdoms of men fall and rise and dark Lords come and go. And he's just in the same chapter. He talks about Bombadil and just says he's unchanged. Yeah. He's unchanged. Mm-hmm. You know, he rests assured he won't be any different, but it's interesting that he brings up, that he'll the, the one thing that that he'll be interested in is the ends. That's true, yeah. right? And we learn how they are. We we learn that that almost like with the same reverence that they speak of Bombadil, they speak of the ends. Remember when they interact and they call? Don't they call Treebeard also eldest or something like that? Or yeah, they do. I think yeah. oldest being or whatever. And it's like that's what they. So the the elves are like children to yeah. the ends, right? I mean, yeah. like, that's, that crazy? that's, that's crazy. fantastic. And, and I really think too, you want to know where the int wives are, go ask old Bombadil. Um, <laughs> he knows exactly. I, I think he knows where they're at, but they're in my I, backyard. And it's funny that Gandalf, you know, yeah, he's, he's going to, that's what is going to interest him are, are the ints, And he'll want to uh, fixate on that a little bit. And, you yeah. know, each of those, regardless of what you think of, of Bombadil and, and who Bombadil is or what it meant or what he symbolizes or, what Tolkien actually was trying to do with this character. Um, I think he's meant to be something that we just never, like we can always kind of yeah. speculate and talk about and think yeah. about. And it's fun yeah. to, to run theories by each other because, you know, there were like, like some of the Valar would send Maiar and they would send individuals into, um, you know, across the sea to do certain things. And they had different aspects that they yeah. cared about, you know? And so, yeah. You got to go back and look at all that too, which I think is is fascinating, and um, you know you could draw some parallels there to him having this love of uh, things that grow and and water and light, and we have the golden light. We've got uh, Ents uh, connection here too, so yeah, we can kind of yeah. piece some of this together. But but there is just this. Um, he is a moss gatherer, you know, and uh, and Gandalf has been rolling, and his time his time has come to stop. It actually makes me think. Um, and I know I've seen people kind of speculate about this, that like this dark Lord that, that Sauron was the one that, that Gandalf had to face and was sent in to, to defeat. There was one before him. Bombadil. My friend. Uh, well, ah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right. Well, that's what I'm saying is that maybe so Bombadil's time, whatever his task was right. is over. He is now allowed to gather moss gather and moss. do his thing. Yeah. He had his great fight long ago. I, and, and I don't know. Like that to me kind of is what, when I think of that rock um, comparison. I'll t- you know? And I'll tell you what supports that dude is that 
Gandalf doesn't, the way he says that, it's not with any kind of disdain or any kind of, um, like, no. shaming of Bombadil. He just, he says, like, he's a moss gatherer. I was a Rolling Stone. It's like, it, it's, yeah, he, he came before me. That's right. He accomplished his task, whatever that's, that was. That's right. Right? He, he his did His job it. is done. Yeah. Yeah, and now I will be just like him. It's, 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 that would totally back up that, that idea that, yeah. Bombadil had faced, you know, I mean, something prior. Yeah. Yeah. Think about this new age that's starting and you think about uh, Tolkien's mind in this world that wasn't going to just, it doesn't end here, actually. I right. mean, he thought he had thoughts. He had um, this, this laid out and there's many hintings and, and foreshadowing and things that even Christopher, his son, has brought to light that you thought about how, where this was going to go. Fourth age and, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think. You think about Gandalf in another age, um, going home and collecting moss, and people coming to him and having a great conversation, yeah. and, and wanting to seek and speak with him. What did you learn along the way? Yeah. How fascinating that that must be. <laughs> yeah, um, and and what can you tell us about it? You know, like it's also why one of my favorite uh. assignments uh, in in high school, and even for for my high schoolers, is to go speak to veterans, to go speak to people who. Um, had been through the Great Depression and who had gone through these things and yeah. actually interview them and talk with them and listen to the stories that they tell. And I kind yeah. of picture him going and, and talking to Bombadil about some of this and then Gandalf going and doing, you know, his own thing. Um, I don't know. This makes me... It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's pretty much it. Um, you know, it kind of rides up on all shadow facts and... Uh, and he's going to see Bombadil, and the rest of them are yeah. headed back to... Now, they are warned about the Buckland Gate, uh, and Mary right. is basically you know, told, like, I, maybe you won't be able to get back in there as, e as easily as you think you can. <laughs> so uh, that's sort of a shocker. And now the last, I guess, thing here... and we that, that last, this, the, the, Yeah, the, the last couple lines are crazy. Right. Yeah, well, what do you think? I mean, Frodo... Because that takes me all the way back to Frodo in his dreams. Remember? In, in, the fir in, in Fellowship yeah. and all the dreaming yeah, that he had true. and everything. I didn't think about that. It, it, yes, it, it makes me feel like it's just Gandalf alluding, to, or not Gandalf, it's Tolkien or Gandalf, whatever. Tolkien alluding to the fact that, like, this is no longer Frodo's time. In the same way we just heard Gandalf say that, you know, Bombadil is a moss gatherer. I was a Rolling Stone looking forward to gathering some moss with him. It's the same kind of idea. Like, Frodo's talking about it's just crazy. like it just i mean we have we have left all the rest behind one after another it seems almost like a dream that has slowly faded and frodo says to me it feels more like falling asleep again right like like he felt alive during this this was right. his rolling stone like this was him rolling and it's fading like his his the the his purpose being here is it's is is waning right and for the others it's like you know it it almost seems like it was it was crazy it was a dream and now it's we're back to real life kind of a thing so it's just fun it's also distancing him from the other hobbits right it's showing that he's different yeah. that he indeed definitely will never be going back um that he has only lost from this this quest while the other three have gained so much um, I don't know, there's a lot there. I mean, you could talk like forever about that, but I just, it, yeah, it, 
that's that's the the main takeaway I get is it's just it's 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 separating those the three and the one. It's showing that um, Frodo is now more linked because you would think he's getting back to the Shire. He's with hobbits. That's who he's supposed to be with. But Frodo is now more can relate to and is more akin to the likes of Gandalf, the likes of Bombadil, the likes of Galadriel because of what he did and was able to accomplish. He has moved from in the rest in the way the rest of the hobbits have moved up in stature. He has moved up as well and kind of over as well. Like like there's stuff that he'll like Sam could, could relate to most of what he's talking about, but even Sam wasn't carrying the ring, right? right? Sam wasn't stabbed by a mortal blade. Like the other two would have even less idea of, of what he's going through. But you yeah. talk to Gandalf about that kind of stuff. Gandalf knows mm-hmm. you talk to Bombadil about that kind of stuff and he might not care, but he would probably understand. You yeah. talk to the elves and they would, they would be able to bear that burden and, and that would lighten in some way. So right. it's just crazy, man. Like that is, it's amazing. It's amazing how much is packed into one page. Right. Right. So much. Yeah. Yeah. Did you stop recording too? No, no. Look at me over here. I'm like moving my camera and stuff, you know, just messing around. <laughs> Again, make sure you subscribe. I feel to so bad. I'm sorry, <laughs> dude. That's crazy. Oh, no, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. We had a little uh, technical. That's fine. And we're good. Hey, I think we got through most of the episode with, uh, or the um, the, re- the read. So we're good. Um, let what, me see. What, I mean, what, did that, what did that do for you, that last, those last couple lines? What do you think? Oh, well, so, you know, I am. It just shows a difference. And I the reason I brought up the dreams is because Mary says it feels like a dream. Uh, Frodo, mm-hmm. Fro- Frodo was dreaming yeah. in the beginning, and now he feels it, it just feels so different from when yeah. he was having dreams about where he was supposed to go. Now he just feels like he's falling asleep with no remember how we were obsessed over the dreams that he was having and things that he was seeing yes. and stuff. Yes. And I'm wondering where this came from. Um and now you know what else that, that kind of reminds me of too? Yeah. I guess you're, the way you're, the phrasing is, is hitting me like um, Bilbo, like all Bilbo was doing was falling in and out of sleep. Yeah. Right. Like right, and he right. feel, and he's, he's, he's old. He's ready for that one last adventure when he takes it. And that's it. Like that he's, he's used up, man. Like he's, yeah. he's lived his life. He feels complete. Yep. And so yep. I, maybe that's another little tie-in too, like just kind of you know, falling. I'm, I'm not dreaming anymore. There's nothing to dream about. Like I'm done. You know, here's something too. I want to say, um, this might be controversial. You ready for controversial? Yeah, baby. Okay. Every day. Every day. Every day, man. Um, we out here. We out. I get here. up and I drink a cup of controversy in the morning, man. Yep. So. I, I get what you're saying, you know, like with Gandalf and Elrond and everyone kind of maybe definitely having a deeper knowledge about the effects of the ring. But what I, I go back to what I said last week, which is like, I think it is everyone can feel something for him. And again, those that went with him on that journey, just as you're saying, they can relate. But I'm telling you, I kind of have a feeling like yet the others, like the the white, like the white council understands. Nope, we want nothing to do with that because we do understand what uh, evil it could wield through us and all that yeah. kind of stuff. The temptation and everything. They're very happy that Frodo was able to bear that burden, but they do not know what that was like. I think they can. Yeah. I think they can kind of. You know, it's one thing to read about it, and it's one thing to 
be the doctor who has studied all of the all of the, the signs and the symptoms of what yeah. that's like and you've 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 uh, written down sort of uh you, you have Bilbo as your patient who oh boy he right. uh, you know he was he's talking about the same things and we're going to see the same thing in Frodo so you can study that but who really could talk to Frodo and know you know I mean it just I don't know being right even, there I just think even, is even if you think that like Bilbo could do that he wouldn't because he didn't take the ring in the same that's true on the same path that Frodo. So, so what I'm hearing from you is it didn't, didn't it didn't wage as much. Uh, yeah, no, no, it, no, not at all. It was more of a trifle than anything. So, so what I'm hearing from you, which I think is genius is that this is showing that Frodo is separated from everyone. And that part of this pain is that loneliness that he is. Yeah. He's, like what he's done, yeah. what he's accomplished to save the entire world. But it's, I mean, for him, it doesn't matter. And Lane, there's only one place that the wisest know that he can go yeah. to get some peace and rest. And the way they shoot that, you know, uh, yeah. with Elijah Wood at the end uh, is is amazing. Um, just to see him turn back and finally, I mean, nod. he looks just like he looked I know. before I know. the ring ever came into his possession. And it makes me emotional. And I'm just like, wow. Um, so there's that, yeah. man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Oh, shoot. All right, wow. that's all I got. I love uh, it, man. I love it. Um, yeah. All right, into Bywater posts, my friend. Would you like the? Would you like yeah. to read Seth's or would you like to read Jonathan's? Yeah, so I'll read. I'll read Seth's here. So we got uh, okay. Seth uh, Gleason. Yep. Um, yep. Hello, Ezra and Lane. Uh, so I wrote my Tolkien story and I sent it to you guys. This is great. I should just skip over the date on this one. Um, you know, Not back really. in October, uh, two thousand eighteen. Year. Yep. Two thousand eighteen. But I totally sent in, uh, sent it to the wrong email. Uh, talk about a butterbur butterbur moment. And perfect so, timing. Uh, yeah, I'm reading through. I'm I, I'm finding. I'm like, oh, that's that's fitting uh, for Homeward Bound. Uh, my tale began in a crawl space. Uh, do you remember how Tolkien described a hobbit hole? Well, this crawl space was the exact opposite. Uh, think of it more more akin to to Gollum's tunnel, uh, and just like Bilbo blindly groping around in the dark. Uh, I found something precious. Uh, an old box filled with old books. Uh, inside was the Chronicles of Narnia. That's also very fitting. Yeah. In a crawl space, you know. In a crawl yeah. space, yeah. Uh, but more importantly, The Hobbit and the Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, sorry, I forgot which uh, which podcast this was for. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I, I brought uh, this box to my dad and asked him about the books inside. He really pushed me to read the Chronicles of Narnia because... Those were always his favorites, um, but the the cover of The Hobbit piqued his interest. It was the one with Bilbo sitting outside his green door while getting ready to good morning, our favorite wizard, over and over again. Uh, there was just something about it that hooked my fourth grade self and never let go. Uh, I found those two books and my life was forever changed. When I got into fifth grade, my teacher noticed my raggedy old copy copy of the fellowship of the ring and gave me the entire trilogy. That's so crazy. Yeah. In mm. Encouraging me to keep reading. Uh, that gift was all the, in, the encouragement I needed. I kept going deeper into middle earth and I've never left. Wow. Yeah. Uh, then I got my friends uh, involved in, into my obsession. We would play out different scenes of the movies and fight imaginary uh, orcs <laughs> and Urukai, uh with wooden swords. <laughs> 
the girls on our cul-de-sac made fun of us, but that never stopped us from having the time of our lives <laughs> for you guys. That's right. That's right, man. <laughs> um, we'd watch the movies every weekend and quote all the favorite scenes and listen to the soundtrack while we slept. Uh, I can't help but associate my time in Minnesota with Tolkien. Mm. Uh, but that time in my life did not last forever. In the middle of my eighth grade year, my family and I moved to Oklahoma, and with that move, I lost my fellowship and was not able to replace it. Hmm. Love for uh, Tolkien became something that was viewed as weird, and for the time, I was made to feel like it was something that should have been hidden. Uh, it was a really lonely thing to go through. Wow. But I never stopped reading. I fell in love with the Silmarillion, especially the story about Baron and Luthien, and I constantly... And I'm constantly going through rereads of that and the other four. Uh, I'm actually just now reading The Unfinished Tales for the first time, and it has brought back that childlike wonder hmm. that I had after first visiting Middle-earth all those years ago, which just goes to show that the road truly does go on and on. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I never did uh, find that same kind of fellowship that I had in Minnesota, but I did find a new one. Uh, and that was this podcast. Wow. Yeah. Um, we're a fellowship and such a positive one at that. Our group honestly mm -hmm. baffles me and I feel so lucky to have found you all. Uh, I'm slowly getting better about posting more. Uh, but if anyone needs a friend uh, to nerd out with or to just talk <laughs> to, I know how you feel. And I'm always down to make some Tolkien loving friends. Love uh, so, so yeah, my story is still going on and on. I've been married for almost a year now, and my wife puts up with my obsession pretty well. <laughs> Good there. Good. Um, she took me to meet Billy Boyd last year for my birthday, and it was the best present I've ever received uh, besides my, my son, who was born 10 days later. Hmm. Um, I can't help but hope that Elliot, now almost 11 months old, will want to visit Middle Earth with me because that would be my favorite moment of this whole Tolkien story of mine. Mm. Uh, but we'll just have to wait and see about that. You guys are absolutely incredible, and I love getting to listen to uh, getting to listen in at work. Uh, I was on Council of Elrond Part 1 episode when I sent my Tolkien story last October, and now I am proud to say that I've completely caught up and I'm following my favorite <laughs> uh, book of all time, The Return of the King. Uh, thank you guys again, and remember, Frodo not only lives, he is the best with love, Seth Gleason. Wow, Seth, that's amazing, man. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful so, story. Yeah, really cool. That's that's really neat. And by the way, crawl spaces, let me tell you. I, yeah. you know, what was that doing down there in a crawl space anyways? Um that crazy? That's that's awesome. Uh I guess it's it's an interesting story, you know. I uh wow, I got I got a story or two about crawl spaces. I mean, some people <laughs> had basements. I know what a crawl space is though. Yeah. And Wow, they are. Scary. They're they're frightening. They're frightening. But they that, they that described be, it well as like Gollum's yes. hole, like really Gollum's, not, yeah. not a hobbit hole, actually. <laughs> not a hobbit hole. Not comfortable. Not a place you want to spend time in. But yeah, I yeah. love that. What a what a magical place to find. I mean, you feel like you're finding buried treasure to find those stories there, and then just what it did for him and the fellowship he had that he's been able to recapture. I mean, that's on that's an honor that he you know feels the same kind of. Uh, friendship that he uh he had from that fellowship as a child that's that's amazing yeah it's an honor yeah. my friend it's an honor mm -hmm. all right i've got one uh, our next one is from jonathan hips uh, i realized that if ohio is the home of the shire then geographically i would be in numenor and the funny thing is numenor is shaped like a star and i am in the lone star state and being in houston i like to think this would be the city of 
uh, Nindamos. Awesome, dude. All right, a bunch of stuff I don't totally know about yet. I'm getting hooked, though, John. Uh, my story began when I was probably about six or seven. My dad had, actually still has, a bottom drawer of his dresser where he keeps special things, gifts, memories, etc. The coolest thing, though, was a stack of calendars, about 20 years worth of Lord of the Rings 12-month calendars. As a kid, I remember looking through them and just riddling my dad with questions of what I was seeing. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google Lord of the Rings, Hildebrandt, and pretend you're about seven years old. They were the coolest things to me. I would often uh, just get them out and look through them. I'd never seen anything like what was depicted in those calendars. They, they, the Lord of the Rings calendars are incredible. Absolutely. Um, at some point, my dad introduced me to the animated Hobbit movie, which I still prefer um, to the Peter Jackson Hobbit films. And then later on, a road trip with my dad, we listened to an audio drama of The Hobbit, which I recently found on its in its entirety on YouTube. I tried watching the animated Lord of the Rings films, but just couldn't get into it. All right. Yeah. I feel you there, my friend. Jump ahead to my being 16 and seeing a trailer for the Lord of the Rings movies. I decided then and there I would read The Hobbit and the Fellowship before the first movie came out. We went to the midnight showing, which became a tradition for the following two years, and I still remember sitting in the theater, waiting for the film to start, and finishing the fellowship with moments to spare before it started. Oh, that's awesome. Of course, the film, yeah, the movie went into the first chapter of Two Towers. It was a nice surprise. Uh, jumping ahead a little more, I remember getting the extended edition of the Two Towers and watching the movie immediately when I got home. It ended at about 11 p.m. I put the first disc back in and watch the movie again with commentary. Wow, die hard. Since then, about two times, uh, my dad and I have watched an extended edition marathon. I'm dying to do it again, but two jobs and three little hobbits on my own make it hard. My friend, it makes it impossible. That's beautiful though. <laughs> but deciding to reread the Hobbit, I'm sorry, but deciding to reread the books for the first time since then, and to continue and read the rest of, the, of Tolkien's works, I'm happy I'm so happy I looked for a podcast to take this journey with, and even happier I found up. Uh, I am not sorry for the long email. He has learned, and may the hair on your toes never fall out. Frodo lives, Jonathan Hips. Wow. Uh, Jonathan, that's an awesome story, man. Uh, yeah. Especially with those calendars. Uh, it makes me so excited for that, um, that new calendar that, that's coming out soon with uh, work from Alan Lee, John Howe, and is it uh, Naismith, I think, that is we talked about a, f a few episodes ago. That yeah, is I remember you, yeah. And it's yeah. all new art. It's nothing that's been, you know, used before and recycled. It's going to be, it's going to be amazing. Those are, those calendars are beautiful. I think we had a couple we gave away, gave away, gave away at LEP2, didn't we? Didn't we have a couple yeah, calendars? Yeah, I think someone thing? didn't, someone, yeah, someone said Someone us those, donated right? them, yes. Yeah, yeah we, we gave those away and they were Oh, was it was it Brando Baggins who who snagged one? I think it was. Might have been. I I yeah. Those were those were pretty yeah. cool though. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and exciting. Let me ask you. So, um, yeah. Again, Jonathan, thank you so much. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, beautiful, the, my friend. The did I catch a little bit that the animated series Lane is not something? Um, I can't. That really, they really caught you. Is that? Uh, I've never seen it all the way through. When people yeah. have tried to show it to me, I it something about that animation wigs me out. And I know it was ahead of its time. Maybe we need to like strap me down in a chair and film yeah. me watching it and get my reaction. That might be a video. That'd, that'd be um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Something about Aragorn's like skirt too is very off putting. <laughs> 
the bangs and the skirt. I just, I get confused. I don't know. It's, it's fine, but it's just, yeah, it's hard to unsee Viggo Mortensen. You know what I mean? As Aragorn. And so my favorite character, if my favorite character isn't like all how I imagine and how I've, I'm used to, then it's difficult, especially when he's, you know, he's perfect. And I don't know. I, I will give it another try. I will give it another try with you. Once this yeah. thing is over, once quarantine's over, and we have a, a vaccine and everything's back to normal, I'll sit down in that living room. You can take me to the chair, and we'll watch it. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm down. Yeah. Look, right. look, I I have to. I don't think I've ever told anybody, or I don't think I've mentioned it here on the podcast. But um, so I always talk about you know the Hobbit is what I read in sixth grade, and yeah. that was something that I was just like, oh yeah, this is awesome. I never even realized it. And I know for a fact that we used to watch this. I didn't even know what it was. And as I'm re- <laughs> when I was younger reading the hot, the animated, it was my grandma when she would babysit us. That was on. It was either Rats of Nim or The Hobbit. The, really? the animated movie. Yep. We, we had a couple that, that she would put in. And I totally, it's one of those things that's just been in the back of my mind. And I've always kind of. Like anytime wow. it comes up or we're somewhere and people mention it, I just think, yeah, grandma used to show us that. And I thought that was before I read the Hobbit. That's you amazing. Know, that was actually, what was your like impression uh, of it as a kid? Did you like it? We or? liked it. I yeah. remember we liked it. We had no idea what was going on because right. we were that little. I mean, we were young right. and I just remember it being, you know, kind of cool. Same thing with the rats and him. I had no idea these rats were running around, you know, <laughs> saving the day with a couple mice too. <laughs> pretty cool. You know, um, <laughs> That's awesome, oh, anyways, dude. Anyways, yeah. So, Jonathan, thanks. Um, uh, yeah, it's beautiful. Really, really cool. Good to good to hear from you guys. And um, and yeah, keep uh, keep sending in your your yeah. Tolkien stories. We're still catching up on those. We're trying to do at least two an episode. And and uh, yeah, I think and still got, snowed under, gosh, are we? We're still snowed under. We are, and that's fine. Yeah, it's a, it's great. I've, uh, gone through and really kind of got everything. You know, for the rest of the series, we've got everything scheduled there, and yeah. then I've got plenty now to roll into the Hobbit and so on. So it's it's great. I love it's it. Great. It's beautiful. Yep. All right, my friend, time for strawberries with cream. Short and sweet this time. Uh, yep. Maybe. I, I, we haven't heard our answers. Name a time uh, you've never been more glad to return home. Well, let's see. Um, the first one that comes to mind, just initial, just off the bat here, um, was when I took my great trip. I, we call it the great trip out west. Yeah, I I don't know if you remember this. We were in high school. I'm pretty sure I've told you about this, but I yeah, the mile markers, right? Yeah, the mile markers. Yes, exactly. I I was with my aunt and uncle. I'd left mom and dad for literally a month. I'm pretty sure it was a month trip. Maybe that is awesome, dude. Yeah, and we just hit the road and we went all the way, you know, through um, Yellowstone and all the way over to to (sighs) my uncle, my uncle John. Um, is a mountain man. He lives in in Oregon, and um, and you you had an encounter out there, right? Is that the same? I had an encounter. That's right. I did. That's right. Um, I was with him. I mean, I was called. You talk about like when I say he had nothing. I mean, like he made sure that like even though he had a generator and some stuff he could have used, when we showed up, nothing. I mean, we had to take that shower was cold. I mean, it was (laughs) great. I mean, we it was just fantastic. It was a fun time. Then I remember it. We got to Texas eventually. We had gone all the way through, you know, San Francisco, Fresno. We went all the way around, just did like one big loop. Yeah. And by the time we were in Texas, we had kind of, my Uncle Jim had looked at me and he was like, look, I'm ready to get home. I'm ready to get home. Man. And I was like, yeah, me too. My aunt had actually flown back because my grandma, who I just mentioned was uh, sick and who had, had had some 
uh, some issues and stuff. So she flew back from like Seattle. Wow. Uh, so we were with Uncle Jim and you talk about a party. <laughs> and probably it was so funny. We tease my Aunt Rita all the time. Like once you left, that trip really took off. Like <laughs> Uncle Jim let us do all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, it was fun. That's awesome, man. But yeah. Yeah. I, had, I felt like uh, had had to You're get back home and get yeah. this. When I got back home, um, I had been wanting to get a car and stuff like that. And the car that I was driving, I don't know. Wait, my dad did, was always into, yeah. Did your dad get rid of your car? Well, no. So I actually oh. had, they were driving the Oldsmobile, the one that you know, like the, like yeah. the 88. Yeah. For a short time, I had the Dodge Shadow. And when I came back, I remember being at my Aunt Rita's and my dad having the Dodge Shadow there. He's like, you should drive this back. I just bought it for like 500 bucks. And I was like, what? He's like, that's your car for now. I'm, you know, like it was just wow, kind of funny. Sweet. I, he's like, yeah, I need you to pay me back later. I know you just went on this trip, but like dad was just making decisions. I'm like, why didn't we get to pick this car? But I loved it. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So when I went to New Zealand the first time and I came back, I came yeah. back and my Jeep was gone. Really? What happened to my Jeep? He was like, ah, I sold it, bought a motorcycle. I was like, okay. All right. So the exact opposite happened to me. It what he I never bought the Jeep, so it was technically his Jeep. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, I could do yeah, whatever sure. he want. But I I love that Jeep. You remember that Jeep? I do actually. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Gone. Wow. Um forgot about that. The the time I've never been more glad to get home was actually, surprisingly, um in New Zealand when Sarah and I went. Um I think partially it was just it was a long trip. We were there like seven weeks and um, yeah, I mean, I, like I've never wanted to be back home more. And even, even though I was with Sarah and like anywhere is home when you're with, you know, person you love. I mean, that's, it was, there was just something about like, and also being so far away on the other side of the earth for an extended period of time. It's like, I just want to go back to my little corner of the Shire and not go anywhere for a long time. That, that's something I do. If we go on a big trip, um, you know, even if it's like just a couple states away, when we get back home, I'm like, I'm good to not leave the house for weeks. Like I need to be, I need to be grounded back at home base. No more trips for a while. No, it's funny. Like though, and, and the older I get, like as soon as we start leaving, I'm like, eh, let's just, let's head back home. Let's go back home. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. just something about, Knowing there's limited time on this earth and loving, I, like I truly, as I'm not even kidding. My favorite thing to do is we, especially during this, we've, we've, um, and since we got the van, right? Even this last couple of weeks, we've been going on drives. And whether it's going out towards Circleville and, or, or going um, into Lancaster and seeing uh, Mount Pleasant and just all the hills open up, or going out, if you go 10 minutes from here, you can, um, just there's this part of the road, if you're heading towards Chillicothe, there's this part of the road that just opens up and Amanda's up here, right? And Chillicothe is down there, but the Chillicothe yeah. also has these like, what we call mountains. And there's this, I gotta, I gotta take you on this road, man. It just opens yeah. up and you see these blue, like this blue ridge line in the distance. And it just doesn't look like, right. It doesn't look like what people imagine Ohio to look like. It looks like, was that the start of the Smokies? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. it's just, I love finding little corners around where we live. So, yeah. 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 That's cool. That's All great. right, man. How can, how can our friends share the load? 
Uh, well, you know, again, I'll go back to this, and I, I, I have to emphasize it because we, we, we always appreciate you listening all the way up to until the very, very, very end. Yeah. Uh, but if you do go subscribe over there on, on YouTube, you're, you're in for a special treat. We've got a couple yeah. uh, special uh, videos that we've done, and we're looking forward to doing a lot more content over there. And honestly, right now, that li- like legitimately, if you want, I'm, that's the only one I'm going to give you is literally just to go to YouTube and, and smash the like subscribe that. button. I feel like I'm like, just because I, it's so fun. We, we are having so much more yeah. like fun. This is new energy where we're having these conversations and you'll see it. You'll be able to tell uh, when you see these, these videos, um, just how much fun we're having. It's just so, cool. It's I, a nice element. I don't know. We, we, I think it wasn't until I honestly never thought about it really because we filmed the very first, remember the very first episode we filmed? Yes. I think we have that somewhere still. We do. I have it somewhere on. That's the thing. I got to start preserving. I've got to start preserving the reread. That's actually a whole other thing. Um, yeah. I have to talk to you about, which okay. is crazy because we're so far. Like I need like a hard drive to put this stuff on there. Cause if the I file know. gets lost on the interwebs, it's gone. I need to have it to upload it. So we, um, yeah, we'll start the archives, I guess is what you're saying. Like we had yeah. one camera right up here and it was shooting down on the table and it was yeah. just, uh, it wasn't even connected to the audio, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, so It was just there did, for us to kind right, of remember the moment. Right, we <laughs> did that and it was like, well, you know, we're, we're not going to, we're just going to, let's let's make less work, let's just record and talk. Yeah. And it wasn't until Kevin McKeegan, Kevin yeah. McKeegan said, why aren't you guys recording? Like yeah. on, on YouTube, like videos. We're like, no one's, no one's going to. Who would watch us talk <laughs> for three hours? And Kev's like, yeah, Kev's like, I would. He said a lot of people would. I was like, okay. And we both were kind of like, yeah, whatever. Sure, sure, Kev. And then um, we started thinking, we're like, well, why not? Like we do goofy stuff and we <laughs> see like we, we moments happen. The phone falls, you know, start keto man breaks out. A voice comes yeah. out of me that I've never uttered before, you know, speaking in comedic tongues right and uh it's just crazy to see how it went from that to like slow realization to us messing around to you know now we're recording and filming every episode and yeah it's just cool it's great like it'll be something that we can look back on someday too when we're old men it'll be something our kids can enjoy it's just cool it's cool feels like you're part you're like in the room with us even more so well Hey, I can't wait for the day when when Winnie says she's like, Uncle Ez, that looks like you got some gray in your beard. You got some gray. Okay, I'm gonna say, that's I'm gonna just say my blonde. Winnie, that's just that. That's blonde. That's the old. That's actually my youth right there. That's I some actually, youth. <laughs> I actually die that. My kids don't believe me, but oh, I. Oh man, that's oh, hilarious, goodness. man. But yeah, um, so um, yeah, yeah, head over there, subscribe to us. You know, again, type in type in an unexpected podcast. Uh, hit subscribe. We'd love to see everybody over there and just. You know, um, go crazy. Don't do yeah. anything else. No reviews, no nothing. Just go over there. Yeah. Do that for us. We'll Get love you subscribe. forever. Yeah. And, that's and then pick and shoot. There's also a couple of Jamie or Lainey Oliver videos there. So you get to see cute little oh, Lainey. Oh, my. As well as me yeah. trying to cook food. So that's cool. Um, you know, I, Lane, I forget, too, that some people, we've done stuff and they're going to catch up to stuff later. Yeah. And so if you're one of those people who, like, you know, it, because oh, yeah. the post. It's kind of like time post travel, stuff, isn't it? It's weird because yeah. like you post it on the Facebook group, the Laney Oliver stuff was there. You, those are like little hidden ge- gems. to me. They're gems. <laughs> like go back and check some of that stuff out because you wouldn't find it on the Facebook anymore because it's so far buried. buried. You have oh, to scroll buried. back for you know uh, months and months to to find it. I, stuff, I don't so. even know how you get there. You probably wouldn't be able. You have to go to videos probably in yeah, the group. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, it's time for some Fortnite farewells. I want to apologize for my audio going to going second age on you. It's a rookie mistake there, but hey, you know, even <laughs> no, Aragorn has bad days, right? Butterbird yeah. definitely does. Next time we're going to be in for a scourging, and it's not as pleasant as it sounds. Okay. No. All right. Is it a scourging or a sca- what's going on? <laughs> it's scourging. Yes, it is scourging. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Good. I'm glad you you've done some because I'm I was nervous about yeah. about that. So scourging, scourging. Yeah. All right, friends. Um, you know, if you like our podcast, don't forget to uh, subscribe on YouTube. Yep. Uh, like us on YouTube and write uh, a comment over there as well on or YouTube. Send us a yeah, or send us a shadow facts. Uh, we'll see you on Fortnite, and remember, Frodo lives. Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.